What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two-Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this man is a certified Grammy-winning engineer, a tour and studio engineer, a production coordinator, a DJ, and so much more. Listen, this is one of those unsung heroes of reggae music and so much music right across the globe. You know we have in the building today? We have Snakey, the legend in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? <laughs> hey, man, it's my pleasure to finally sit down and have a chat with you. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Entertainment Report podcast today. Yes, man. Finally, finally, I'm in the building. <laughs> no, man, you get it. Because somebody like you that's done so much work in the business, reggae and hip-hop, R&B, and other type of music, it's definitely going to be a great conversation to unearth some of the secret gems that you have there. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah all right so on this podcast we like to go right from the beginning and then bring it right up to 2022 so my first question for you is this where did you grow up in jamaica and what type of child were you well you know i was i was i was born in in alman town um that's kingston then you know my family you know we, we shifted a little bit and we go franklin town and then um in 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 76 we moved to Rallington Town, so I can I can relate more with Rallington Town than anywhere else, East Kingston. And mm -hmm. you know, I was a I was a, a good kid, <laughs> a good kid. Never never give no problem at all. I've I've a, a very strict set of parents, you know, and not putting up to no foolishness. <laughs> yeah. What did you think you were gonna get into when you grew up older? Did you think you're gonna become a doctor, a lawyer? What did you think you were gonna get into at that point there? You know, for telling the truth, you know, I know I was gonna do music, right? I never know exactly what in music, but I know I was drawn to music. I was I was always looking in that entertainment field, music, right? That's the only thing I can remember liking, loving from a little tadpole all the way up music what was it about music that you like so much that just drew your attention to it <laughs> it's, it's just the, the it's just the whole vibe the the the, the, the dancing and, and 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 just the, the happy the happy feeling when music put you in and, and growing up my daddy had a little record changer we call it record changer Right, and him used to play me like a fortifier when we used to dance. He used to dance, and we used to watch him dance. And forget, forget, love it, you know. And and from 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 then, we just don't say, yeah, you see this music thing is <laughs> a part of me. <laughs> from there, so even before we even get further into the music, you say you grew up East Kingston. What was the neighborhood like at that time? There, East Kingston, growing up in the area. Well, funny when 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 we moved from Franklin Town. Um, into Rallington Town. Rallington Town was like, Rallington Town was like a vineyard town. You couldn't move into vineyard town because vineyard town, you know, there's a different kind of money area. That. So the, the next step down was, was Rallington Town. And Rallington Town was really, really nice. Because when you tell a man, say you live in Rallington Town, like, oh, oh, okay. You know, and Rallington Town, you know, it, it, it put out some, 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 some decent, um, you know, Kids in in in, in, a, in a workforce and thing. So Rallington Town was a very quiet community. Eventually, eventually it started to you know decline a little bit. I mean, I've said deteriorate, mm -hmm. you know, but it it had declined a little teeny bit. Where you know it was 
manaman group and manaman decided you know, they want to turn gunman and thing and you know but in in you know just the whole rolling tantone but I love rolling tantone still love rolling tantone mm-hmm. we still love rolling tantone because that's that's like that's the place where we can say is is home you know if we run go back to Jamaica right now a rolling tantone coming in nowhere else. And what were your parents into? What were your parents, where were they working at that time there when you're in Rollington Town? Well, my, my, my dad was a, was a, um, a welder mm-hmm. and, and a burglar bar and, and everything that my dad great at it. Man, skill is a shame. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother, though, my mother, my mother working in a, in a, in a, in a, in a betting shop. Back in the, you know, back in the news, you have the betting shop where you go place your bet and, you know, so, so, you know, that's, that's what me used to see them do. And, you know, I mean, I say, yeah, and you know, it's exciting. I'm going to work with my mother and Mr. Dirk, the ass race. I go on and when I beat them, I never got excited. But I never mind thing that. Minister Dan, pick up a come on, go back and listen to the radio. Or, you know, <laughs> music, and show the music there. That's what we want to go. Mm-hmm. Right there. So it was even because yeah, you said your dad had a changer. So a that little, was the only a little, a little thing when the forty-five company came to the changer. So that was your only connection to music in your house. That wasn't. There wasn't no other connection. Nobody else was singing, DJing, or doing anything at that time. There. Well, well, no, no. Other than the fact that my mother, my father used to always go out and look at party. You know, the big people party and. You know, <laughs> yeah, that, that was it. That was that was it. There was no other DJ. You know, my daddy always tell myself, you know, we come from a musical background because his dad, which my which is my granddad, used to play in a little in a neighborhood, a neighborhood little get together group. You know, playing a little fife and you know, we call it flute today. You know, what so music is coming in the in the blood. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there. So then, was it now? Outside of the house now, do you, what were your first steps to actually start to get into music? When you were in school, did you join the band, the choir? What were you doing when you were in school? You know, when I was in grade five, you know, when I was in grade five, I don't know how I end up on the school choir. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> we ended up on the school choir. We went to um, some competition that they had. And, I, you know, I don't remember what what was school place, but... I think for that grade five year and that fifth, you know, grade, but that's 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 it. And then grade six, no, it, my my ears and eyes and everything just wide open to music. Because mm-hmm. I can remember, I can remember that, that we had what's uh, known as fear, school fear, and that you know, the neighborhood sound system would come in and and my tell it is from that time, me ear music playing on a loud system, a big system like that. And it it, 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 it it hit me. I'm like, oh my God, music can be this nice one, you know? <laughs> and that's it. That's yeah. it from right there, sorry enough. From, that's it. Do you also like equipment, also like the sound system itself, or it was just more or less the music at this time here? Well, well, back right then, it was just listening to the music, you know? I never know how it, how it, how it happened, how it worked. I just know that. Then put on some big box and a guy stand up around it and he played the music and that was it and most fascinating thing I've ever seen in my life at that time. Right there. And I know earlier you were also a break dancer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm gonna tell you, you know, when we reach grade six now, you know, when we reach grade six. Mm-hmm. 
suddenly the teacher, I can't hear a word the teacher saying in the classroom no more. <laughs> because it's all about it's all about the electronic music we start learning. I come from America, we start doing the break dancing, you know. And 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 funny, I was I was an A student going to school, right? It's fear 90s and them things that may knock out and I might test them. So for sure your old music, music take me for another level now. I never even passed my common entrance and everybody's still in surprise. Because I'm on where I get all along. I feel coming in trying something wrong, but it's the music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no regrets at all. Yeah. Absolutely no regrets. It's the music. Mm -hmm. Were you, so then how did you get into breakdancing there then? Well, Franklin Town used to have a, um, a, a, a crew named um, Fresh Punk. And Fresh Punk was like a, a real good breakdance um, crew. You know, with, 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 funny, with Freddy, my good friend Freddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> East Connection start right there with my good friend Freddy. So we used to do the dance. We used to watch the, watch the cassettes and you know, so we are going on New York and learn the dance and, you know, we do the dance. And that, and that was the thing that was, that was coming in at the time. You know, this this new sensation, you know, break dancing. And where were you actually hearing the, the music coming from America at this time? Were people bringing it down? You're hearing it on radio. Where were you hearing the music? Yeah, I had friends. I had, I had, I had good friends in school who, um, every holiday, you know, they used to travel to New York. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when them come back, you know, the, we, don't, we don't care about the clothes that them bring back, or the shoes, or the apples that they used to sneak out about. We just want to hear the cassette from the, 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 the stations mm -hmm. in New York. We just want to hear... Look, the, the, the hot fire, you know, that's how we want. We want to come from foreign. We don't care about nothing else. We just want to hear about the cassette that we record off of, off of the radio. Mm. So that's what we get. That's what we start hearing what was happening, you know, when they had for the New York side. Mm -hmm. Right there. So even now, breakdancing, do you guys enter any local competitions or anything as a breakdancing crew at this time here now? Well, well, I I never made it inside the the, the, the group, but I was one. I was on the uh, outside. So Edwish part of the group go. I was there too. Uh, like uh, you call it a support, mm -hmm. right? And then um, you know, as the year as the years, you know, slowly creep by. I'm you know, I start going to the Rollington Town guys. Them know that's the Mud Squad, a different different dance group. So it's just um, it's always been support because. My parents don't know, so I do all these things that are sneak, it's sneak, and you know, when you go back home, if, if you walk up daddy outside, and there's a different scenario that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's the love of the music and and, 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 and the love keeping you for follow the music. You, you, you know the consequences when you get caught outside of your house after certain hours. Mm -hmm. So they, they still thought you were going to school or what did they think you were supposed to be doing at that time there? Ah, so I used to, I used to go, I used to go to this teacher for extra lesson. Mm -hmm. So, so that, that was a, that was a, that was a getaway of mine. And sometimes, sometimes I would have go to the store mm -hmm. or, you know, go buy something up at the store and. You know, hopefully your hopes are, you know, your mommy will go inside or your daddy will go inside and leave your outside and you really actually leave Rallington and end up at Franklin Town. Hmm. 
It's all in following the music. <laughs> so you were following a particular song or you were just out there wherever the music was at? It's, then then it was just then it was just um everybody with a with a boom box. First it was I start getting 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 um hooked to the um you know big song, big uh, what they call it, ghetto blaster, you have to carry it by your shoulder, two people carry it. Um you know that's that was the in thing. That was the in thing in in, in um eighty nine ninety. I mean, yeah, seventy nine eighty eighty one. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. It is 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 after that. No, I start hearing Blackstone. Mm-hmm. I start hearing Blackstone, and Blackstone used to play the music. You know, funny. The Blackstone used to play music, but then Blackstone started playing some boogie music, and that is what my ears got hooked to. Once I hear the boogie music, <laughs> I start drawing myself to Blackstone, which was just don't 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 at the bottom of my road and it wasn't far, but like I said, I never hear the reggae. Mm-hmm. They, they play the reggae, but I never hear it till they start playing the boogie music and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. But this was similar, <laughs> was this similar to stuff you were hearing off of the radio coming out from New York at that time there? Yes, because Blackstone had a connection. Mm-hmm. Blackstone had folks overseas who, who started sending down the hot music. So they start playing it, and um, and, and so and Blackstone started. It, they start playing regular now, and people people know say it's not a dance or song, but it's more a party song. You know that's how they start being dubbed as a party song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From there, so then at this time here, who was playing Blackstone at this time here when you were first well, introduced to it? I call I call this the first tier guys. You used to have a guy by the name of Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. And, Andrew, Andrew was a different kind of DJ up until this day. I can't remember seeing Andrew play. So it's, it's a calm guy. You know, DJ is a hype, is a hype feel. <laughs> Whether you want to be a hype or not, it's a hype feel. And he was a calm guy. And 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 and, and being calm and, and, and produce a party settings like that. You know, it, it was different. It you know, still stand out up until this day. And there was there was Mikey, and there was Oris, Samson, and I like Alex Igel one called Dicky. You know, those were the first tier Blackstone. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, once once me once me me come on to them and me start telling them now, say yo, me start tell Anjo, yo, me can play music, you know, me can play music, you know. I want to play music, you know. That is, is, is from me want to play music to I can play music. So one day, one day, they say, come on, Piper's Lounge. Mm-hmm. So if the Piper's Lounge open, it took like about 6 30 with that Piper's Lounge set up outside. <laughs> because me, me, I can play music now. So never, never touch a turntable before. Never played, a, 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 you know, never played music before or, or nothing like that. Never, never got into a record box before. I step in bowl and bossy, and I say, "All right, see the record box, see the record, see the turntable. Eh? Me I play music." So, <laughs> this is the funniest part of the entire night, you know, because in give me the headphone, I put on the headphone, a song was playing, and I take up another record and say, "I go play this record," and even the song that was played, I already done. Mm-hmm. We still have on the headphone, I rap can still uh, don't have a clue what is going on. <laughs> but but yeah. you see that you see that one night, you see that first night? Mm-hmm. Never will I forget that. 
Never. <laughs> because Andrew realized, uh, look, for a man, really take a chance like this. He must really want to learn this thing. Okay. Yeah, so I start get my first little lesson from Andrew. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give props. We give props every day. And even right now, playing current right now, this day, Andrew is actually no, Andrew, who was the teacher, mm-hmm. is now listening to me play. And, and, and there's no other, there's no better feeling in the world than that right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it that he showed you about music now? Because as he said, clearly he knew that you didn't know anything about what you're talking about. He took you under your wing. What were some of the things that he showed you about music at the early steps when you guys connected? I remember the first thing Andrew told me. Andrew said, if you want to learn how to play music, you're going to have to know music. You're going to have to know music. In other words, you're going to have to learn this record box. Take, take, take off, take away playing music for the time being. Him say, you're going to have to know the record box. You're going to have to know how this whole system works. You're going to have to know how it moves. You're going to have to know how it's set up. All these things you have to know before you start playing music. Because only then would you appreciate playing music. I mean, like those advice right there sticking in my brain. I know it like my social security number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got you. And this time, and what type of music was it that you were, he was teaching at this time? Was it more the disco, more dance hall? What type of music were you learning at this time? Um, it's, it's, um, since Blackstone was a party song, I start learning bits and pieces of different genre of music on a fast pace. I would, I would Blackstone at a format up until this day. I still use that format that Blackstone used and, and, and anybody who's coming in the music business, I will tell them if you, if you master this format, you will be a, a, a decent DJ. What Blackstone did, Blackstone would always start their event playing boogie music just to get you get the blood flowing blackstone would play you know so from that i learned the farmer so it's, i would play boogie music and then he would go to reggae and then they would slow it down with some slow jam and then maybe they'll put some some soca in some um and then go back to boogie music and it's and it's a cycle mm-hmm. so so blackstone was playing inside a piper's lounge so so you get to learn not only one genre of music. So, you know, you learn five slow jam, you learn two extra boogie song, you learn some more reggae, and it just keep adding up, you know, till, you know, time pass where I can start pack up the records for the DJs, coming no over pack it out now. Because mm-hmm. that was my only focus, you know. Once you learn the box, you have to learn the box, and there was no getting around it. Record, you know, a man play a record and just pass it over him shoulder. If I put it back in the kids and put it back, you know, to learn in the box. And you have to know exactly where to put put it back specifically, also. Because when him turn around and say, pass so and so, you have to can't pass it because he wants it right now. You have to know the box. That was one of the things, knowing the box. Totally different from today, kind of um, DJ. You get that hundred percent. So what was it like your first night actually you got to play on the song now? What was that like? 
you know, you know, started your own Blackstone and, you know, Piper's Lounge is, is, is inside of Piper's Lounge. I get to actually start putting on record on turntable mm-hmm. and, and, um, you know, between Andrew and Orison used to watch me and teach me all for, um, crossfade music and, you know, all to, all to just cross it over real nice cause people dancing them slow jam that no one's, they don't want no surprise with music. So, you know, they would, they would, they would do all the work and then say, Come bring this cross. And, you know, I learned the cross feeling, the art of cross feeling, you know, moving from one, not even the mixing yet, just moving from one song smoothly over to the other. So, so that was my first experience on turntable start doing something. You know, the DJ, them set it up and them, them know what they want to play. And I'm going to say, you know, come bring cross this. And I, I never mind it. I will run from a mile for come bring it cross. Yeah, because <laughs> you're doing your stuff in Piper's own. So at this time, are you like the new young youth around Blackstone at this time here? No, I was, I was still going to school, and inside of Piper's lounge, I don't know how that happened, mm-hmm. but I know I was going to school nine grade, <laughs> and inside of Piper's lounge as a little boy. Mm. Cause he loved the music, you know, I love it. So then when, cause you said the first tier had a certain set of people on it. So then when did the second tier of black star start to really build out? No, well, I tried to, um, Andrew, Andrew, um, migrated mm-hmm. and that lead that, and then, um, uh, you know, the sound owner, Oris start really playing. Mm-hmm. Oris and Lance was the sound owner and they, you know, they had to step up and start playing. So that, that is how I start getting in, you know, you know, play, you know, every now and then uh, your man may need a bathroom break real quick or somebody can talk to him and we have to start the next song and starting one song become playing two songs and, you know, able enough to play two songs. So I play like three or four songs. You know, then a man want to talk to a, a girl, you know, snake I'm dealing with this. And I never mind it, you know. I wish him not talk for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. And I started playing and I, and I learned this thing real fast. I must learned the thing fast. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned the thing real fast. So, um, so after, after Andrew left, you know, you know, I started bringing myself in. I started positioning myself, you know, and, and, and that's how I get in. Mm-hmm. And who else was the team that you were, that was being built around you now as the younger, as a younger guy who's coming into the zone? Shortly, shortly after, shortly after, um, you know, you know, co- co- mo- you know, a few months went by, and um, then 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 Weber came along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Weber was a Weber was a bad selector, and about Weber never used to have a a a a, a permanent sound. Weber is a man now where he used to out from the main and any sound out there. So is 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 Weber called Weber was like the our, like the neighborhood sound champion, and everybody like Weber selection. So Weber start, you know, Weber come around Blackstone now and bring out, bring the vibes from out of the street and bring the, the crowd with them. And, you know, me start playing early, Weber come in and start. And then from Weber, there was another bridging named Jumbo. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, right, right. It's, it's a transition period right, right, right there now, because just, just about then I started, um, going to jammies. So, so, so I never have as much time 
to, to, to really be around the sound as much. So I start fading out mm-hmm. and Weber really start taking the, 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 the full 100 as the Blackstone DJ. I was still there. Mm-hmm. I was still there, but you know, be- between going to jammies and, 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 and I had a little, um, a little running with Skateland. So mm-hmm. I start going to Skateland on the side too. Yeah. So, okay. Cause which could, it was jammies came first or Skateland came first. Well, jammies, jammies came, jammies came. Cause we Blackstone started cutting doublet. And and like I said, we still have a school. Gone <laughs> cut the plate on jammies. So, you know, everything I do, everything I do, it's unbelievable because at an early age when I'm doing it, mm-hmm. nobody nobody else was doing it like that. So going to school, leave school, gone down the jammies, cut dub plate, one and two double blackstone started cutting dub. Mm-hmm. And then um but you know, then 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 we started started skate line. Then you start, okay, so then with Jammies here now, how come they sent you, say, okay, you go cut the dubs? It wasn't really anybody else cutting the dubs at that time there. It, I, uh, um, Blackstone, Blackstone was a very good song. Mm-hmm. But there was an issue. Every other song was cu- was playing dub plate. And as much as Blackstone used to run the party scene, it come to a point now where people want to hear some new things. Mm-hmm. They want to hear some new things. They yes, Blackstone run things and Blackstone play the parties 45 of them. But this new sensation of Doublet was taking over. So we had no other choice but to force and force and fight and fight to the owner until them say, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. All right, go on, go on, go cut two dub. We get a little package and we go down a down a waterhouse and strange to waterhouse. We step in a waterhouse and <laughs> yeah, you know, we're going to the dub room and it's funny, I have an, I, I already come and I already know how I hear the dub first. I go in the studio, yeah. but I know how I hear the sound. So I used to always tell genius how oh, oh, I want the dub sound. Because by then, by then, duck rhythm just came out. Mm-hmm. So I was hearing that rhythm and other sound system. It never stopped playing on the radio yet. Because it just, just, I, I doubt if they actually they put out those 45 yet. I'm gonna start hearing them on sound system. So me, I know the rhythm. So I tell them all the, I knock the box and tell them all the rhythm going. So oh, you're hearing the dog rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, oh, I wanna hear it. So every time, you know, like I we used to go down and put a little one dub or a one side or dub and two through <laughs> and come back. So I used to start telling them, oh, me want it. So I remember clearly, genius just get up one day and say, every day you tell me how for cut dog, how, how for do my work. Well, will you not sit down and do it then? Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's an opportunity, right? They missed it on. Missed it on that. Um, on that like a that like a mixing board of jammers out. Mm-hmm. As you that thing said, me work at jammers for years because when me a punch out to the things upon the man of my DG and special and everybody else who plays on the fire, and then I say, "A older brother, a older you tell." <laughs> Because Jammies is one of the studios, especially their dub studios, is one of the few studios I knew that you could actually manipulate that the rhythm. Every other studios, the rhythm was basically set. Yeah, you could mix it down, but Jammies, you could take this out. You could take out a hi-hat. You could take out a bass and all of those stuff there. So that's how you were manipulating the rhythms that you were cutting the dub plates on. That's all. I don't know how comes 
I've never been in studio before. This is the funny part. Never been in studio, but I know for a fact that I want to punch out some things here and take out some things here. And from I tell Genius of oh, oh I want and I and I watch him and I see the, the, the button they went press. That lock in and I know exactly which part of them they know. <laughs> so <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> yes, one. So then whenever you went to Jammies, you were basically started to engineer the Blackstone dubs at this time here after a while. And then if anybody if anybody was was because sometimes you find an artist do three songs for three different songs. One, one, back to back. So it's when I do Blackstone first, I said, no, 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 mix my, mix my, one. the sound man, me say, yo, 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 tell you that for mix my, the one, I don't know, the for mix my thing. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you sit down and <laughs> do the thing. <laughs> so you weren't official with Jammies at this time here. You're just going around cutting your dubs and then you go about your business, cut one and two stuff for other people also. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got jammies on a Saturday, cut a look at dub, and two look at sound man asked me for just mix of them dub to and yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it so then when did you officially get into the dub room of jammies now? Say, okay, you're official now. You know, um it's jammies brother, Uncle T. Mm-hmm. Uncle T, Uncle T that I one Saturday, you know. I asked me I cut dub played for Blackstone. I'll actually sit, sit, sit down around the, around the board, you know, and I do the thing. Mm-hmm. And Uncle T, when we done cut the dub, my Uncle T called me and said, you would, you know, more you come learn this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Come learn this thing so you can work inside it properly. Mm-hmm. And, and that was it. That was it. I remember when uh, uh, that, that, at the end of the conversation, we cut some more dub plates at the evening and we get a hundred dollars. Uncle T slipped me a hundred dollars. Never forget it. <laughs> first paycheck that to the, I think that paycheck, the first pay that $100. That's crazy because up until this point, you did you have any other normal jobs or anything up until this point here? Nope. No job or anything. Right out, right out of school, still a cut dub, right out of school. Yeah. All right. So then now you're employed with jammies. Now you're cutting dubs for all, for a lot of sounds coming through the jammies right now. Yep. Everybody wanted to look a young youth for 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 for, for come mix them. All the artists them. Artists are gonna do plate at me out for I ate my lunch, you know. Yo, yo, brother. <laughs> 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 wanted to look a young youth and look a young vibe, you know. Who were some of the artists that you were actually working with at that point there? Body general never leave me out. Pompidou, now nah, I got to know do plate without calling me. Flower gone, daddy lizard. Red Dragon, Reno, you rest in peace. Mm-hmm. All of them artists, Derek Irie, Clement Irie, all of them artists there. Mm-hmm. The Johnny P, and when Ninja Man come round, and when Tiger come round, the Admiral, you know, the entire jamming screw. Because that was the big studio at that time. Everybody would cam- come around at jammies at that time there. Yeah, and and and... You know, anybody who was, you know, somebody who I try make it into the music business, always end up at jammies. So, you know, everybody, everybody, some artists, you don't even know them name. They might call your name, but them just, them just want a reason for getting another dub studio so they can cut to a dub. Everybody was there. Everybody at the music business who was trying mm-hmm. or who actually made it. 
Because Jamie Studio, Jamie Studio is a is a three part thing, you know. You have you have the road outside on the road. Then you have the, the, the inside of the yard. And then you have the studio. Mm. So you have a big gathering outside out on the road. Those those people up on the road no make it to reach the yard yet. <laughs> <laughs> they don't reach the yard yet. Yeah. And then you have those who make it into the yard now, but still don't make it to the studio yet. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's like a, a process. It's like, it's like a process coming into the studio. So everybody want to know, everybody want to know the look of young youth. Because if you know the young youth, maybe you can walk in when the young youth are going in. <laughs> so, well, 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 I tell you, it was, it was fun working at Jamis. It was fun. Do you remember doing anything with Shabaranks back at that time there, the early days when you were in the dub room? Well, Shabaranks used to come and do dubs occasionally. Mm -hmm. Occasionally. Um, that, was, that was way before contract signing. You know? mm -hmm. So, it, yeah, because um, I have... I have Exclusive Shabarangs and Blackstone. Well, um, we have Shabar start to sound like he's rapping and then going into a hardcore, original, you know, Shabar style. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Shabar used to come there and, you, you know, when Shabar come there, everybody knows him come. Because you hear the crowd, you hear the crowd out the door and more sound man, I don't know all them years of Shabar the boat and the sound man them turn up. So, uh, you know, Shabba was the one, Shabba was the one of them man that were hanging out of the studio. Mm. He would come for something, you know what I mean? Say, okay, I'm coming today to come do dubs or I'm whatever. I'm going to deal with some things. Mm -hmm. At that time there. All right. So then now, because we're going to keep Jammies in mind, but this is yeah. when Skateland came into your life also at the same yeah. time too. How did you even connect with a place like Skateland? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll back up a little bit now. So now, just before we started out fully at Jammies, I was still I was still attending school, so I, I went to the I went to the library. So library was in, <laughs> well, boy, library was in Crossroad, Tamarickum Library, mm -hmm. but I end up in a halfway tree. <laughs> <laughs> I end up at halfway tree, and while while coming through halfway tree. I hear music playing, real nice music, so crystal clear, nice. Mm -hmm. So I decide I'm mere, mere cross the road, come on, know which part of this music up. See some nice bookie music, you know. So I start hear which part of this music up. So I turn the car and all right across some Aquarius records. I walk a big open land, I go down, and that was skate land. And I remember, I stand up outside. I think I have like, have like about $2 in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And that was like almost the bus sphere for go home, you know. So I, I hear the music I play and me looking at me and say, Wow, mm -hmm. this is nice. So now I sacrifice my bus sphere for going inside a gate line. <laughs> <laughs> I sacrifice my bus sphere yeah. and I go in a skate line because the music draw me in. And 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 I and I you know I look around because I couldn't find the music I come from who was playing the music I'm look around I'm look around and recognize the the music room mm -hmm. I'm walk around the music room and I remember clearly I stand up in front of the music room glass and I look in 
Me just look in because here was this guy around two turntables playing the music. The music sounded like one. I must say, oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, and then um, night come down, and I know it is a, it's a journey for each Rollington town. So, you know, about seven o'clock now, I decide uh, it's going to be halfway tree road. You know, it'll, it'll be all the way down, 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 down one of the road that's until Marie home. It's not going to be no bus because the bus is spread out of <laughs> <laughs> To go in and go see what this is inside of this place. So this was the first time you actually discovered Skateland. You didn't know yeah. Skateland or anything before. Yeah, that, that was it. That was it. I never even know the place exists. Mm-hmm. You go in there now. So then that was your first time. When did you actually go back to Skateland now? The next Saturday. Yeah. And the next Saturday, <laughs> and the next Saturday, <laughs> and I do the same thing every week. Go stand in front of the music room like this, mm-hmm. looking in. And um, I, I remember this. Um, the, the owner for Heatwave, Mikey, Mikey Hearty. Mm-hmm. One day, I'm just one day, I'm just I'm I'm looking in, and he just call me. Mm-hmm. I'm you know open the the, the grill and we're going in and. You know, I'm saying you can't, you know, you can't, I'm saying you can't come in, man. You can't come in. Mm-hmm. And, and, and from, I met Supermark. Mm. Supermark, great Supermark. That's that, you know, he ventured on and started playing. Um, I was, what's that, Exodus? Exodus, so, nuclear. Yeah. I, 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 um, I met Supermark and very welcoming. You know, the, the entire crew was welcoming because me tell them, you know, me express immediately my love for music. I would love more than anything else. To be a part of this, I don't care if I ever pack up records. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's sometimes I said, be careful what you ask for because you might get it. <laughs> so everything with Mark played, me have a pack it up. But were you playing on Blackstone at this time here too? A little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I know how to play music. By by then, I learned how to play music. I wasn't good at it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good at it, but I knew how to. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I wasn't no, I wasn't no, I wasn't great at mixing. Right, I, w- I wasn't great at mixing. I could have put on one record and quickly bring over the other one, you know, without a jumble. Mm-hmm. So, you know, coming in and you know, Mark, you know, express how much more I like for playing the music, and you know, them tell myself, you know, you can come play music during during the early and practice, and you know, learn what I go on and. <laughs> That was an open. That was an open door, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like couldn't open early enough. I was there, and all this was happening while going to school, while still in school at this still, time. While still in school. But the thing with Skateland, you said it was Saturdays that you were playing at Skateland. Yeah, one on Saturdays, and every now and every now and then maybe on a, on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Find myself a skateland and try to find myself back home before my father come home. <laughs> <laughs> but skateland was definitely the spot. That's where everybody was hanging out at that time. There, especially a lot of the young people at that time. Yeah, it was the it was the getaway spot for everybody. Um, it was it was the spot that was that was the place where you could really unwind mm-hmm. because the music was the music was good. 
Um, and 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 just just to look at people skating around, it it free your mind. No matter what what kind of energy you had once you go inside a skate land, it's like you blow it off. Mm. So that was the spot. You know, I don't, you know, I wish I wish they had a skate land right now, you know, like that where the youths and can go and just, you know, burn off them energy. <laughs> and this was the one that jingle zones, jingle skate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're so halfway tree. This is where you're starting to actually learn the art of mixing now. Over yeah. at then this is with the original heat wave. This is the first heat wave sound. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Supermark and Andrew. And um, there was a Marlon Young there. Old works, you know, the, them guys really teach me. Mm-hmm. They really, you know, they really teach me how all it work, all the turntable work. So then now you're playing on thing. When do you really get your break on Heatwave over at Skateland? Um Supermark, Supermark, um, Supermark got drafted by Exodus and he left, which, which, which opened that spot. And, um, I just, I just jump in full force. No more, no more apprentice, mm-hmm. no more apprentice. I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing no more wondering if I could, I'm, I'm not doing it because all these, all these, all these, you know, getting up and going to scale and early and play music and practice. All that practice, you know, it's, it's time to put it to work. And no, I start doing it. I start running session from four to six, six to eight, eight to 10, 10 to 12, doing it. So were you actually talking on the mic at this time also too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I put her in, I, I start patterning Supermark. Cause Supermark is one of the wickedest voice ever, you know? Mm-hmm. So I learned, I learned that style of target. <laughs> With uh, some time, I listen some old cats that hear the talking and they'll rule more, rule more because Superman will give you a thing like warm and easy as we move inside the groove. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can, the, the talk and everybody, everybody like it because we, we put on the talk and we get the talk and it's in you know, my style and it working for me. But we start becoming, we start becoming snake, you know. You know, not, not just not just the regular old snake, but we start becoming a polished name. When it's a snake, you know, say snake is the man who play the music and skate, like the man who's gonna entertain you while you're there. Before we even go too further, you brought that up. Good thing. How did you get the name Snakey in the first place? From the break dancing, you know. From the break dancing, I like a skinny brother, <laughs> skinny like this pen. <laughs> And I was very good at that, at, at the, um, the popping and locking and the wave and all of that. And those kind of dance look better when you're Marga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a good friend of mine, Desmond. Mm-hmm. Good friend, Desmond. Yeah, man, Desmond threw on the name Snake. And I don't know how it moved from Snake to Snakey. And Snakey, it's coming like Snakey up on my birth certificate because everybody knows me as Snakey. <laughs> Crazy. So then now, now this is basically when you started to find yourself as a DJ this time here at Skateland on Heatwave doing your stuff. What was the big night that you would play where this is the night everybody wanted to be at Skateland? On a Saturday night. Friday night was good, but a Saturday night from four o'clock, it was, that was, the, that, it was, it was Skateland. Mm-hmm. 
that's where the vibe was on a Saturday. Skateland. Mm-hmm. What were at that time there? Were you guys bringing in acts also, or this was strictly about roller skating at this time here? So this was just um, straight heatwave playing the the best stuff, whatever was um, coming up from overseas. Because Mikey had a, Mikey had a connection overseas, mm-hmm. so we were getting we were getting the, the newest music. We were getting the, the latest music from overseas. So that was a fresh spot. Mm-hmm. We never used to buy too much records from um from um the, the record stores, Derek Harriet and um the Witty, because Mike used to bring those re- we used to get those records in. And Aquarius. We used to lend we used to lend out music regular. <laughs> regular <laughs> regular um Donovan Dakers. Come borrow music off Caroba JBC and, 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 and uh, you know, regular Delano come borrow record, you know, all kind of people come borrow record. This is, this is the place which part you can get it. Mm-hmm. The hot music. Right there. That too. JBC. Did, was this when you got involved with the radio around this time when you're at Skateland also? While at, while at Skateland and <clears throat> while at Skateland, Mm-hmm. Donovan Dakers used to always come and, you know, borrow a few records here and come around, you know, come out of the turntable and come turntable room and, you know, spin a few records. Now Donovan Dakers invited me and Andrew to um come play on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And then it used to be a thing called I don't know, I um I can't remember what Dakers show was called, but that's that's how I got my first little foot inside of that little dome at JBC FM. Mm-hmm. And you know that was that was um, a door opener because you know I, I eventually got employed at JBC at a young age again at little boy. <laughs> <laughs> what was this like now working at somewhere like a JBC? Now what was that like? Um, the JBC was was it was a super cool kind of job because no JBC FM played only um, I, I, JBC FM was dubbed as a slow jam station back then. Mm-hmm. There was no talking; you just play music and and, and that's it. So you know, and then my real government name was what we have to use on um, JBC FM, not Snakey. So a lot of people never know that the same. Person where rock skateland so crazy mm-hmm. after Horipa finished by midnight because I'm of a midnight shift over JBC. That's so crazy, and thank God they were so close to each other at the same time. I know the security guard, so the security guard opened the back, the back gate <laughs> <laughs> from skateland right into JBC. Yeah. Crazy. So at this time, so is this where you're doing? Are you doing three things at this time? Are you at the jammies in the dub room playing Skateland and at JBC all at the same time? And at JBC. Ask me how I do it. I don't know up until this day. I don't know when I sleep. Yeah. This is crazy. And were you still in school when you're doing all three of them or this time you had left school by now? I It, it started overlapping. My last year in school, Mm-hmm. My last year in school, I started doing Skateland, Jammies, and I, I told him at JBC that I was 18. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, oh, my good friend Dennis, oh, what brought me in. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, respect for Dennis. Respect for Dennis Howard. I've respect for that brother up until this day. Yeah, so I used to, I used to tell him at school, "Yo, I want you to listen tonight, you know, <laughs> play on the radio." And I'd be like, well, "You know, I play on the radio. You always are wishing I hope." But but eventually, I'm realized, sir. Yo, are you know, see actual, mm-hmm. it's actual. I'm um, here the name last night on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that that's serious right there. So then even so then now you have the radio, Skateland is Saturday night going on good and stuff like back in the dub studio. So then when do you go from dub studio into actually now the next studio in Jammies? Well, my the the, the, the style of dub or oh, I used to cut dub with the with the um my rhythm never used to just run straight. Mm-hmm. That's just my thing. My I never cut a dub plate, I just run a straight rhythm. I have to punch in and punch out and it excite the artists. Mm-hmm. The energy in the studio with the punch in and punch out was great. So no, 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 they wanted something like that in the um in the 16 tracks production studio. Mm-hmm. They wanted that energy. So, you know, you know, Jamis bring me around bring me around the um the 16 track room. And it's 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 even funny because the first time meeting Jamis. When I when 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 I start working at Jamis, Jamis was overseas. So I remember it's a Wednesday. It's the first time I ever see this King Jamis. Mm-hmm. So we finished cut some dub plate now and me stood down in the room. And I said, this big man come in, big man. Come on, tell me something bad word. I said, oh, where are you going to touch my things? Where are you? You know, I'm crying, I want to, man, because the man never cussed like that to me yet, man. <laughs> and you know, Jamie's a big, but Jamie's a Jamie's long stem, healthy, you know. So it's someone who's accustomed to what they're feeling. <laughs> so Trevor for coming and said, No, I'm not the new York, this one. I forget to tell him I'm the new York, man. I'm good, man. Mm-hmm. So Jamie's just laugh it off and, you know, friend me up and thing. And, and I, I just said, Start, they start, they start, you know, ask me, well, what do you know about them things? I mean, I said, um, I didn't really know much about them, you know. So from this, I started show me and learn, quick learn. You just have to show me. You just have to pass something past my eye one time, you know. That's it. So, you know, the Mugan around the 16 tracks, you know, with the same energy up there, the dub room, you know, the, 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 the fire style, you know, every song, the same energy will push towards it. Things are fair punch in and out for lively up the rhythm, you know. So that is what we bring to the 16 track studio. Probably 60. And when you got to the that side of the studio now, who else as engineers was in that side of the studio? That was that was um Bobby Digital. Bobby Digital was there. My good friend Beckett, rest in peace, was there. Mm-hmm. So I was like the third person for go around around there now and start working. Mm-hmm. And Genius was over at the dub side still. Yeah, Genius was always at Genius was always at dub man. That's that's fame thing. He had the he had the chance to go into the sixteen shop, but you know, I'm not fame thing that. It make it, 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 it make it be known. I'm not fame thing that. Mm-hmm. So you know, him just continue working the dub room. Every now and then, when I come out of the dub room, I hold a vibe and just cut some dub and you know, enjoy myself and go back around to the sixteen shop room. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a straight production happening now. Do you remember what were some of the early productions you started to actually work on? Or what was, what else were you doing once you got to the 16 track? Well, the 16 tracks, you know, once I started the 16 track, you know, Jeremy Zamano, he insisted that I learn 
to find the tape, know the tapes. It's almost like a record box again. You know, it might, might have to know, you know, which part the rhythm them and I know because I used to call for the rhythm them every now and then and thing and I have to know which part to find them and and for tell my uncle Jamie is, is a man like this, you know, where I only him alone know how to find theme things. Eh? So no, me have to take a pen and me have to take a marker and start mark the subject, you know, start listening and put a little mark on this box, you know, so this rhythm of so this this tape of this rhythm and eventually we will develop a system. Mm-hmm. And you know, learn learn all the you know where you know to find what. <laughs> well, but it was Bobby Digital. Bobby Digital project was was the um that that um Omti Kokoti and Shaba who she love. Mm-hmm. That that when I when I you know when I I went over at the tail end of that. And the funny it, it was already it was already um recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was mixed yet. But they used to play it after, like, you know, this is going to be the new hit. Till, you know, you know, Mikey Bennett come in and add some other things to it. And then that was it. But that was the Ushil of Era, the um, the end of the, the um, Chinatown rhythm. Mm-hmm. That's that's when I started. Duck rhythm, Chinatown rhythm. Right after that, right after that is, is, is when I started in um, the 16 track with, with Jamis. You would say that would have been around like 88 type. Type of thing, 87, 88? Uh, um, 80, 88. I did a, I did a year in the dub room. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I hit the dub room right after school, mm-hmm. 87. So, so 88 is, is, is correct. Mm-hmm. Even today, with that, even that Kokoti home tea and Shaba situation there, you know, it's only today I found out that home tea was really Mikey Bennett. <laughs> Only today, boss. I said, "Oh, lot what?" I had no idea before, boss. Yeah, but that's 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 one talented brother right there, man, Mikey Bennett. Mm-hmm. Super talented. So super that, super that, talented. When you heard it, did you add anything to that song, or you just that was the first thing you remember hearing while you were in the studio? No, that was the first. That was the first. Tape. I actually know where it was was located in the sixteen track room. Mm-hmm. So that that was the I never I never get a chance to do anything because that was a completed project. I, I know only Bobby and James was you know really needed to mix it, but it was a complete completed project when I went over. Mm-hmm. All overdubs was already completed because I could while cutting my dub next door I could hear the work going on you know, mm-hmm. but but every but every time I peep it at the studio. Somebody wanted to cut that dub, so I, I never get a chance to really watch the project, but I could hear it from from Bill from the rhythm Bill Steely and Cleavy till they start recording. Yeah. Cause it was next door. Just like that. What was so what was the first project that you started to actually engineer on or you had input in over there? There was a rhythm called um the the, the Bandelier rhythm, because Bandelier but with we um we approached that rhythm three times. Three times it was the jammies really worked that rhythm. Mm-hmm. Right? The first time, the first time was um the, the Lardy Daddy with with um the Hugo Barrington. Mm-hmm. Um so that was that was the first. Um I don't try, I don't try to remember which other song was on that. And Admiral Bailey. Admiral Bailey was on that rhythm too first. Mm-hmm. And then the second, the second time, no, they they did um, flyers, 
and span a band and a whole bunch of folks come. That's 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 uh, that's when I start working uh, actual project. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was before. There's the same rhythm as Bandolero, but we didn't we didn't we didn't do Bandolero yet. So it wasn't until the third, the third, the third, time. yeah, the third wave. I call it the third wave. <laughs> yeah, because we we did the um the 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 the, the cocoa tea, anything that you can do, the toughest. We did fifty fifty love. Um, a whole bunch of songs on the album. I, I can't remember the name of the album, but that was my first album. See my name on an album. <laughs> of the album outside of the girl lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and there, and what were you doing on the album at that time there? Um, recording, because I don't know how I start record so far, but as soon as we go over, I start recording. You know? Yep. Bobby just showed me one time. Becky showed me like another time. Or you assign the stuff, and that was it. Like, but just pass it past me once, and that's all I need to do. I was no recording, so learning how to record free up my friend Beckett. So Beckett don't have to enter the room all along. So no Beckett can go to, you know, the, the new printer take over. It's like a printer, you know? Mm-hmm. Printer take over and, and wanting me, me to mind being the printer, you know? Because <laughs> it's a mission, me the fun. <laughs> You're here to learn. You understand? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So you guys are doing all this. So you then, you took the vocals like the Coco T and the pliers and all of those. You're the one that yeah, and, and, and all, all, them, all them guys. Gregory Isaac was on the rhythm tour. Mm-hmm. What was that feeling like actually recording these artists that you've heard their music? Now I'm actually behind the board recording their vocals. What was that feeling like? It was a, it was a, it was a nice feeling for me, but it wasn't, so much of a big deal because remember I was doing the dub room and I'm I'm cutting dub with these guys on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Four, five, six times of the day, thriller you do a song, you know, players and everybody I do them song just sip. So it's just a it's just it's just a matter of a different room now. But it's a, it's the same same vibe, same energy. Just a, just a different st- a different style. Mm-hmm. Right there. So then out of Beckett and Bobby now, who was the one that really took you under their wings and started to show you how to engineer and stuff like that. No. Bobby Digital. Bobby Digital was the engineer. Beckett was was um an assistant to Bobby. Mm-hmm. Right? I wouldn't say, I wouldn't, con- I wouldn't, I don't want to take away credit. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to take away credit, but, but, but Bobby is the engineer and Beckett was the assistant. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like even on dubs, when they're cutting dubs, any, a lot of stuff coming from jams, you would always hear, Beckett's name in the yeah. he was one of yeah. the engineers over there doing the dub. You always hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Bobby was Bobby was Bobby was the the, the um I would like, like you say Bobby was the lead engineer. Mm-hmm. What type of stuff did he start to show you at first, like to really get you familiar with engineering? Um Jamizad was known as a parametric equalizer. That's a that's a very 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 tricky equalizer if you don't know what you're doing. That will that will that will make your sound horrible if you don't know what you're turning. So I remember you know him sit down and him show me exactly what these knobs do, mm-hmm. and and then turn them so we can hear the difference. Because I, I at first me just a genius as a turn knob and I don't know what what, what was happening. But when, when Bobby really sit down and, and, and show me, you know, when him show me, then I understood clearly 
what this piece of equipment does. And, and, and I'm going down and I'm showing me how to use a compressor, you know, the, 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 the purpose of a compressor. Then we had a, comp we had a limiter and I'm showing me the, the difference with a compressor and a limiter. And, 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 and break it down because Bobby used to like for work at night. So me used to, used to, used to learn a lot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and break down these things in the simplest form. Maybe, maybe right now it would have been a simpler form to break down, but he, he did it the best way he could. Mm -hmm. And I, I learned from it. And it teach me what I needed to know to be um, an assistant engineer. The rest, him said, you going to have to learn along the way. Because it cannot teach you to be an engineer. It cannot teach you how to be an engineer. Mm -hmm. You have to develop your own style, you your own you ears. You have to develop the craft. You have to develop. You have to be developed into an engineer. Mm -hmm. What was the, so then now you guys put that, where was the first, do you remember the first project or the first song you got to start engineering and putting your own ideas into the song now? It was the same, um, the same, I can't remember the name of, um, it was the same, that's the, the same project that, 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 that Kokoti and, and, um, that, that, that pliers and uh, it was, that was the first album I started working on. Mm -hmm. Okay. So and then, then, you and then uh, record, you actually had an input in it. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And in between, in, in between jams, you should always, um, be recording a whole bunch of artists. So I remember I started working with Gregory Isaac, you know, and, um, um, what's his name again? Um, Jimmy Riley mm -hmm. and the Ernest Wilson and, and, and the Ken Booth, you know, they would come in and, um, they would do their stuff. I remember Sugar Miner, first time meeting Sugar Miner, you know, recording Sugar Miner. And 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 all those projects they came they came real fast. <laughs> <laughs> they came real fast. There was no breaks at Jamis. No, there was absolutely no break. Because mm -hmm. you guys were churning out music very quickly at that point. Yes, yes. And you now dealing with these veterans now, like a like a Gregory Isaacs, Ernest Wilson, Sugar Mine, and these men here now. How are they responding to you as an engineer now? where you're basically directing them certain things, what to do and what not to do. How did they respond to you at that point there? You know, they actually, they actually, um, the reception was good because no, these artists, them know some me play a skate line. Mm -hmm. They know I have a good connection with what's going on on the outside. So they trust, they trust my words. Mm -hmm. When me said, no, 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 do it that way, style it like this. You know, sometimes Gregory is at me and say, you want to come sing the song? Is your song? You know, jokingly, but him still change it the way we ask him to. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you know, our ears is out there in the street. We're playing music. And one of the things is, one of the things with being an engineer and being a DJ, you know, they trust you more. Mm -hmm. They trust what you're telling them more than just somebody who sit behind a board for 10, 12 hours a day and then go home and go sleep. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you're in the street, you're playing it. You envision while recording this how it's oh, I want to hear it on the street. Mm -hmm. And they understand that. Yep. Yeah. But they themselves would actually come to Skateland. 
and 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 and, and cause Skateland was the, the the mecca. Skateland was the spot where you want to be seen as an artist. You gonna have to come to Skateland, stand up on the front, look a bit, and come inside so the DJ can call out your name. And that's just how Skateland was, you know. Everybody yeah. came to Skateland. Good artists, artists who are trying, you know. Everybody come to Skateland because once your name called two times, the next time you go back in a studio, then you're a superstar. <laughs> How long were you juggling between engineering at Jammies and playing at Skateland? Um, I played at Skateland from I played at Skateland up until ninety two, ninety nine, early ninety, early ninety two, because Skateland Skateland shut down and moved to Portmore. Mm-hmm. And and within the same time, I migrated to the U.S. Okay, we're okay. So we're not ready for that yet because then Skateland, your Skateland journey went right until you migrated to the oh, U.S. Yes. Okay, oh, so yeah. we'll keep that in mind. Don't ask. Reverse that. Okay, <laughs> cool. We're back to Skateland for a bit before we go back to Jamies for a bit. What was the thing there? Do you remember? What were some of your most memorable nights you remember at Skateland? I remember Skateland, as you said, was massive this time here. You know, everybody's hanging out, everything's happening. Some nights that you remember at Skateland that you'll never forget. I remember um, one thing about Skateland is we had a sound heat wave. It was a small sound, mm-hmm. but it was a giant. It was a giant because no matter how big your sound system was, how big you think your sound system is, coming into Skateland, oh, you're gonna you, you're gonna be rocked by that little sound system with, with four box. Yeah, because nobody could outdo us in Skateland. So I remember clearly one one night, <laughs> one night People's Choice um, entered Skateland with the most speaker boxes I've ever seen. Because they was going, their their intention, they was coming into Skateland to do some damage. Mm-hmm. So, he, you know, we played, we played to about seven o'clock, and then you know the little the little sound handed it over to the big sound, and and halfway through the the, the 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 skate session, it was like a standstill. Everybody was looking at the sound like, yo, what's up, man? Come on. So so the guy who owned the sound system, Mister Perry, Mister Perry, come on and call me. And he said, um, how much we can I give you tonight for playing my song like how you play your song? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, <laughs> um, the funniest thing, People's Choice song. That was a song played by Glamour Wayne. My good friend Glamour Wayne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Skateland is a place where you cannot come in there and take the music is different in Skateland. Mm-hmm. It's different. So, you know, I ended up playing Perry's own and you know, Mr. Perry asked me, you know, from, from that one night he asked me, you know, every now and then when I'm play out, you know, certain dance, I was like, you might as well, you know, come play the song with Glamour Wayne and or come, come play early before Glamour Wayne then and you know, me used to do that. And um it's, it's like that, you know, a lot of sound system would come in there and um they, you know, they would get a shock of their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Some coming some coming with them them dub plate. That wasn't the place for that. Mm. You have to, you have to put one record on the turntable and play for two hours straight mm. without a break, without nobody hearing when you move from one music to the next. And that is what power skateland. That was the energy that drives skateland. Mm. 
it was basically almost like a like a club. It wasn't a dance hall. This is a club vibe. Basically, the same the same kind of vibe. Same kind of vibe. Very few talking, straight music juggling. Mm-hmm. Give me two more memorable nights at Skateland. Huh. <laughs> Skateland, no. Skateland is where I met my wife. Okay. There's no bigger memory than that. <laughs> and we're talking, we're talking 33 years ago. How did, how did this happen? Walk us through it. I don't know why she was standing underneath that big tree. But she was standing on and that big tree. And I can up until this day, I don't know if anybody else was in Skateland, but is is she alone me say? Mm. Is she and, and that was it. Is she alone me say that I can't remember nothing else? <laughs> so that is that is my biggest skateland memory. Mm-hmm. That so is I, my biggest skateland memory. Okay, so then now that's your biggest. Give me one that's not as big as that, but another memory that sticks out in your mind forever. Oh, oh man! There's, there's, there's so much. There's so much. There's so much memory of Skateland. It's, it's kind of hard to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to pinpoint. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of hard to pinpoint. Like even if a, a artist passed through, some something that was exciting that night, they're like, okay, this well, was the first place I seen Yellow Man or something. Well, okay. Okay, I remember I used to always tell my friend, I'm say, um, you know some no bogling, bogle my bridge in it. And I'm saying, yo, snake cool man, you know no bogle. But say, may I tell him, say, me no bogle, me my bridge in them. Because Danny from Danny from um inner city, mm. rest in peace. Danny used to carry me in a jungle. Right, and, and go up on Bogle Con, and I saw with no Bogle, and musician and musician, and you know, someone more than someone, you know, we become bridge. So, you know, they would tell him, say, Yo, you know, say, skate land advice, but they say, Yo, me have to come check your skate land, man, and me have bring my crew, my mother, we have to shell down skate land. I would say, All right, you're my entertainment, man. So, me was always say, my bridge, I say, Yo, Bogle, I'll come check my skate land one night, but I said, Go on, dream, snakey, go on, dream. So I remember one Saturday night, Skateland up, Skateland on up, me have Skateland on up, fire. Mm-hmm. I'm a look, I'm a say, Mr. Walkie, come around the corner. <laughs> so they come straight around the corner, coming at the disco room, and, and I want him to bogle, bogle, used to have this friendly thing when he come and throw him around it, rock around it, like, and he might want to talk to you. So when we look, when we look on the, 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 the mirror in front, it block everybody looking, everybody's surprised. <laughs> and in the walkie take of the mic, I walk and say, Snake, it's all about you, not the fuel. I never forget that. I didn't tell you, say, Mary, Mary, me hear people have on the wall. Man, I'm going to lick on the concrete wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, 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 they're a believer, you know? <laughs> the great Mr. Walkie. And it's, it's right about the same time, right around about the same time. You know, in start, you know, in about, in about the start, you know, do the um the song, the song um Bogle. Bogle. Yep. Rising and Prime. Yeah. Big no, that's big there. Cause again, as you said, this isn't a dance hall per se. So whoever comes through it's gonna be special because they're coming through, you understand? Yeah. 
Yeah, man. All right. Skate on bomb. Did that there. Back to Jamie's here now. What was the first hit that you remember working on in Jamie's? I remember Pinchers. I remember Pinchers coming in, coming in one evening. Pinchers recorded a song called Hold Me. And 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 I and, and that I think that song was was one of the baddest Pinchers song ever hear. And Pinchers said, Yo, you know, so I have a next thing feet and I'm having a serial feet it up. I was like, yeah, we have two more truck, you know. All right, all right. Me and Jamie said, I was like, all right, all right, all right. Come on, make a career we have. Me and the man mumble too loud. Me and the man say, hey, green goes on Pasero. <laughs> I want you to wear for the bandolero. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's that? Jamie's nearly put a hole in the ambulance studio. <laughs> <laughs> No. And remember, by this time, this is the third wave of this rhythm here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that song, that song, that song, um, Fatman mixed that song, Bandolero. Me and Jamis mix it back one night. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know where Jamis did I eat, where we never that here, but we'll, we'll, we'll mix it back one night. So if you talk to Fatman, Fatman, I'll tell you, say, mix it. Well, yes, he did. <laughs> Yes, he did. But we mix it back over. Mm. You're talking about that. When did Fat Man get involved? Because remember, you said Beckett, Bobby Digital, and yourself. When did Fat yeah, Man when, get involved? When, when Bobby, Bobby Digital um, started his own, his, his started his own um, production. Mm-hmm. So he left. Um, and then shortly thereafter, real shortly thereafter, Jamis got Fat Man. Got you. Okay, because there's a couple more stuff that I know you did at Jamie's. I don't want to think you don't want to move out of Jamie's yet because there's a couple more massive stuff you did. The Echo Miner, been around the world, all right? Oh, yeah. Please clear this <coughs> up and make me know exactly how this song came around. Well, Echo Miner, by then Echo Miner um, start traveling. So Echo Miner start knowing the... The hot songs, and you know, well, both by the New York charts. So, in combat, though, and we, we, we just finished up um, working for the Punani rhythm because we just put out the, um, the bike back and the border clash. And, um, and um, you know, these songs and um, and the, the, um, the, the Punani revised. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, it's actually me and Fatman, they decide, say, we're going to do something put on the rhythm and put it back out, you know. Yeah, Jamis, 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 that was not Jamis' car. Mm-hmm. That's a me and fat man that is through the dust it off, transfer it, and we decide to say, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna rework <laughs> the point on the radio. So Echo Maya came in at the end and and um he said, Yo, you know, me have a thing, me have a thing, me have a thing for this, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be around the world. Right? Um I don't, I don't, I don't I think I think Fatman might have recorded it. Mm-hmm. But when it's time for mix, I, you know. Me and Jamis going, that's how we deal with it, right? Me at that time, the sampler, the sampler is it the sampler thing that is my idea. Me tell them about us, me tell them about the S1000 sampler at Jamis, Jamis send up for it and get it, hmm. right? Nobody has stopped, nobody don't know what an Akai S1000 sampler was till me tell them about it, mm-hmm. right? So me get that and that get put into Jamis studio. So that when I when 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 we finished the tune, 
The tune sound like a regular tune. Tune sound like a regular tune. And 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 and, and Jabba say, yo, make up make a sample a thing. So me get the idea right now. Me have a sample, me have a sample the one line. But me have a stutter it in. So what me do the being around the one line I I don't know, I don't know where, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. I'm stuttering in. Murder. Because not, not, that have never ever been on a record before in history. Nowhere in no farm, no, no, no other kind of genre of music, a stutter edit like that was never ever placed. So how did you come up and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do with this then? Where did that thought even come from then? It's a, me just always live a life in music or in what I'm doing, like, like a couple of years ahead of my time. Mm-hmm. Playing and, 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 and just the old vibes, because while doing this, this sample edit, the stutter edit, they call it stutter edit. Um, I can, I could, I could hear it playing at Skateland. It's like, I, I could do it. I could do it and picture how the folks gonna react when me drop it at Skateland. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that is that is that is all that come up. You know, it's it's that I, I did that for the audience at Skateland. It's a different audience their Skateland will accept certain kind of certain they, they, the kind of music will accept at Skateland. You know, say so you, you have to do you have to do more than just 100% for move those audience. So it, it always pushes you for want to do more and more and do better than what you did the last time. So that's that's all edit call. And, you know, Jamis go up and come, go up and the two-track machine and drop it in. Jamis give me a fist pump because it knows I fire this. Not that this have never been done before. Mm-hmm. And when being around the world job, the Friday when being around the world job, we're going on a dynamics. <laughs> We just we just look for being around the world like an out the back door by boxes and crates. <laughs> Crazy. Because you see the thing with it is even that song there, as you said, it you pictured it in your mind at Skateland before you actually went there. So what was the reaction when you actually dropped it in Skateland now? What was that like? That's that started a new wave of, of people. <laughs> Firing gunshot in a halfway tree, and the police and just don't say, "Okay, I skate land that everything all right." Yeah, because that that song can't play. That song couldn't play one time or two time or even ten time. That song is just like if you finish a whole session with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The further we go on in this conversation, you're gonna understand how it's almost. In every situation, Shaba, you're linked with Shaba in some sort of way in every situation in your musical life moving forward. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because from um from 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 the days of cutting dub for Blackstone, mm-hmm. or cutting dub for We Power and any stone of our any other song, it 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 moved for it moved to starting production, you know, for, for you know Bobby Digital. So then now, because you remember, you said he was really the senior engineer and you were the Prento, as you said. Yeah. And he had now moved on to his own stuff. So then did you actually start working with him over on his own stuff also at that time there? I remember when Bobby, I remember when when, when Bobby took his last set of tips out of Jamie's studio mm-hmm. and Bobby opened the door 
And it's a different look from Bobby's face. And Bobby said, you what? Come now, come. But, but at the time, at the time, Jamie's student was the only place to make it a little money from. Mm. So, so though it would have been a good venture, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't chance not having any money. So I, I decided to stay at Jamie's. But at the same time, me now leave out of Bobby, because Bobby and my parents would have finished at Jamie's, and Bobby would have come to me for the bicycle. Yes. So I'm on a bicycle and I'm gone, you know, going help Bobby with where, you know, where my deal went. Mm. Right? It, 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 um, it, you know, it all started in a small bedroom. I think that's true. Bobby never was, when Bobby left, Bobby mm. never was true yet, you know. He did it. No, Bobby, what Bobby had was a mixing board and a machine. Mm. That's all Bobby had. So you see why you see why it was kind of rough to take up myself and leave Jamis, you know? Mm -hmm. So just just a just a tape machine and the mixing board and the dresser started out digital B mix because while his wife was sleeping, mm -hmm. we would we would have done at the end of the bed, in the hours, and shove outside in the hallway. And we are record. Mm. Yeah, we are record. That's all. That's all the whole thing started, you know. But what? And, even, and Bobby never leave me out. I'm never leave out, Bobby. What's even so crazier to think about that is, listen how you said these songs are being recorded and these songs are played on big sound systems right across the world. People, thousands of people are dancing to, and people don't know. This was recorded in a house, in a bedroom, and a hallway. What's do you really understand what you're telling me, boss? <laughs> Bobby was Bobby was Bobby was a man ahead of his time also. Mm -hmm. And Bobby know Bobby know um Bobby Bobby master the art of acoustics. Mm -hmm. Because remember, the mother tell Shaba say, turn the wheel. So we know get pick up the echo. Amazing, you know, because you know you can hear the ambience of a room if you set certain way with a microphone. Mm -hmm. So you will turn one way and you hear like the room or reproduce refer, and you just turn the artist the next way and I stuck on my record and then you know shabba just knows at the position this. <laughs> you know the Owens at night while wife is asleep. That's crazy to think about it. So then you actually. Worked on the first album there, the uh, Best Baby Father album? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's wild right there, because that had that had enough songs, but this was when he was just about to get his real break at this time here. Now, he didn't really get the full, full break. Cause this had, like, Best Baby Father and those type of songs there. Uh, on yeah. Bed, I Are you sure? And, you know. Peeny, peeny, mama, man, and all of the yeah. songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where you get it from? Mm -hmm. Them songs. Yeah, but there was some, and then, um, so, so, so when, um, you know, Bobby started doing more recording and, you know, started recording, because Bobby, Bobby realized that Shabba was going to be a force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. So, so now Bobby started, um, make, uh, making up, you know, getting some, getting the grow, getting the ball rolling. So we used to go, music works. Mm. And, and 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 do some more recording. I wouldn't I wouldn't even consider it as 
professional recording because the songs that was recorded at Music Words don't sound no way different from all recording at the, at the passenger. That's crazy to think of. I don't, I'm not on the same album. I don't, I don't know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I guess everything is in the mix, how you put it together, and that's just crazy to even think about. <laughs> You know what I mean? So you're in between. So then now you're in between Bobby Digital and King Jammies. But as you yeah, said Bobby. earlier in the conversation, Bobby likes to work at night. So then I guess he'd be at Jammies in the day and go check Bobby at night. Yeah. Okay, Bobby, so um, Tuesday, Bobby used to work at Mix Music Works on a, on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So we used to finish up Jammies. We may do a Jammies early. I'm going to link up with Bobby. I'm going to get a tape the moment. I'm going to Music Works. Mm-hmm. That's, that was my... um. That, that was the, another door opening for me to step into music works. Big up to the great Gussie Clark. Gussie Clark, of course, boss. And I mean, big up there. So you <laughs> at Jammies here now, after Bobby left himself, was there any more hits that you had worked on at that time at Jammies? Oh, yeah. Because it's the Jammies, we used to do a lot of singles and a lot of albums. You know, Jammies started doing a lot of albums with, um, you know, different, different artists. Because Jamie used to have an album with everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jamie have an album with everybody. So, you know, we, you know, we do a lot. We do, um, you know, by then, by then, by then, Bounty Killer came up. Mm-hmm. Bounty Killer came up in, 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 in the ranks, you know, and um, Fatman started to do some work with Bounty Killer. And, you know, it's just a whole bunch of enough things start going on. You know, while 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 that transition started to happen, mm-hmm. I'm starting to transition out of jammies. Got you. Because now I'm starting to realize that um the way how we work at jammies and the way how they work outside is two different ways. So mm-hmm. now I want to learn this this new way that I go out and road as the guys working. What was the main difference between what you were seeing at jammies and what you were seeing on the road? Um, it's, it's just, it, they, they are, it's just the whole approach to it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, just like I said, the whole approach was totally different. Um, the preparation in recording a song, it, you know, they put a lot of, they put much more into preparing to record a song than how we used to do it at Jamis. Jamis was going to have a vocal boot and figure it out from there. Recording, uh, you know, watching them record at Music Works, they actually work out the song first mm-hmm. before you go into the. You don't go into the music booth unless the song is completely, you know, arranged. Then you go in. Mm-hmm. So I learned that you know the, the, you have the producer who the producer who who sit there with the artist and work it out, explain it to the engineer what's gonna happen. You know, it's a, a whole new, different approach. And I like this because this is new. This is this is new to me you now. I'm like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Because even when you were in between Jammies and um, Bobby Digital, was there an issue or anything? Because I think Bobby didn't leave on exactly good terms at that time there. So was there an issue between you working between Bobby and Jammies at that time there? Yeah, because Jammies, Jammies is a... Jamis is a jealous man, you know. <laughs> He's a jealous man. Jamis, Jamis want, Jamis want you to just be loyal to him and him alone. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Bobby's my friend. Bobby don't do me nothing. Bobby teach me the game. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I wasn't going to get between their feud. Their feud are between the two of them. That have nothing to do with me. So, you know, I I, I continue for, for, for leave Jammy Studio and go over Bobby till, you know, you know, Jamis couldn't, I guess him couldn't tell me no more. Because it, it done set in stone. Certain time of God. Because even 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 Bobby, Bobby left Jamis and started a different approach to the whole engineering, you know. Okay. It was different. Working with Bobby is totally, was no, totally different than working um, with Jamis. Mm -hmm. So I guess he prepared like how they would prepare over at music work or he had yes. an approach. Yes, yes, yes. Because um, one of the, th the things, one of the things with, with Jamis today is, I'm on just run going to the voice in the room and you turn on the mic and you make him you, you know you play the rhythm and start record. Mm -hmm. Bobby, it wasn't like that. If if when you go into the vocal booth over by Bobby, you're going in there to record, not for him to hear what you have. So so you know, that's a I'm I I don't want I don't want to say the word a, a more professional level. I'm just gonna leave it as a different level. Different. I I could yes. understand that. It's a different approach, you know what I mean? Yes. There's no problem. Everybody has their way that they approach. So then you're working with Finger. You're working with Bobby too. Okay, you worked on the first Shaba album. What other song singles, or hits did you start to work on over at Bobby Digital? Um, I remember Bobby have a rhythm named, named The Bulldozer Rhythm. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm a, um, Papa Lover was a general degree on... Bone to kill one, take him one. All them songs, we we'll mix them. And I remember, I remember Danny Brownie come for a copy of um, General General Degree song. Mm -hmm. And Danny Brownie said, Yo, well, as you mix clean, it's you know, stuff like this, stay with me forever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, no, nobody is rushing you to do anything. Mm -hmm. Nobody is opening a, a door while you are mixing and give you a, a, a brain dump of what you're doing when you work over Bobby. So you can concentrate and and, and doing your work. You know, like I said, it's, it's just a difference with working at Jammies and working at Bobby. Mm -hmm. I love the two of them the same way, but it's a difference. You can you can get down to a mix. That is why when I really start mixing at Jammies, I mix at night. Mm-hmm. Because there's no distractions, nobody's really wrong. You get to take your time and do your thing. Yeah. And 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 shortly thereafter, you know, shortly thereafter, I, I had to part ways with with with, with Jamis. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to I had to part ways, you know. I left I left Jamis. How come you left Jamis? I just I I, I needed more. Mm -hmm. I needed I needed more and I, I wasn't getting what I really wanted. At Jamis. Mm -hmm. The vibe was, you know, there was no love loss, but I just needed another step. And with that step, with that step, brought me to Pentos. Okay. How did you connect with Pentos? Because was it because you're linking with Music Works that's in the same complex? Or how did you exactly link up now with Donovan Germain and Pentos? You know, funny, I, I, I mix a song on Tuesday night for a guy. Mm -hmm. In, in Pentos. Um, and then 
you know, Sil Sil was my Sil was my 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 my, my partner the night. Because Sil was actually working there. Sil was the engineer for the night. That's first time I met I met Sil Sil Garden. So Sil was there working. So but, but the guy bring me in now because the guy wanted me to to mix his song there. So you know, Sil get up from around the board and say, all right, so, you know, Sil said, I'll maybe patch for you. I said, all right, cool, respect, thank you. You know, that was there. You know, so come me know me and Sil started our friendship. And I mixed the song that Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. And I, I went home and I wasn't thinking about anything, you know. And you know, Wednesday, my, Wednesday, my ear, my sister tell me somebody outside to me. <laughs> I said, nobody came outside to me, you know. Yeah. You know, the man, the outside to me. Oh, outside. Just then she come back and she said, um, a man named Jeremian. Mm. I said, Jeremian. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go outside, Mr. Jeremy and, and, and Jeremy and invite me back to Penthouse. Charlie there after that Wednesday, I was at Penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> so then, but yep. now you're coming in with experience. So who else was there as engineers or even artists at Penthouse when you got to Penthouse? When I got to Penthouse, um, Penthouse have um, engineer Dave Kelly and Tony Kelly. Both at the time, they were out on tour with Maxi Priest. God, so there was Stumpy and God. So, 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 so it was three of us there at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I joined the family, it was just um, us, us three. So till the, um, the poor house then come back from overseas. Yeah. So what were some of the stuff you were working on when you got to Pentos? And even artist-wise, who was there at, as artists at Pentos when you were there? Um, okay. When I, when, I, when, I, when I got to Pentos, immediately... You know, boots on the ground start running. Jeremy had projects on up on projects going on. So um there was this one there's this one project I remember jumping straight into where um Barris it was it was working on Barris album. Mm -hmm. So Barris wanted to put this song, this a cappella song with 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 a whole bunch of um artists on. So so I started working with Barris. Then Barris brought in Dennis Brown and then Marcia Griffiths and Tony Rebel. And the list goes on. Everybody come in for sing a line, line. So we start know these, we start know these, um, these artists, because these artists don't, they don't go at Jamison. Mm -hmm. So no, I'm, I'm, my, my, my door open to a, a new set of artists. You know, that, so that, that, that was a, a, a whole new learning curve over understand working with these folks. I remember seeing Marcia Griffiths for the first time. I suppose to press record. We stand up and look for Marcia because the first time I see her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, it was it was a joy. I, I did work with you know couple American Dennis Dennis Brown and you know do a couple of songs with Dennis Brown over by Jamis. But no, seeing Dennis Brown on this platform and and you know this level, it's it's totally different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the, we, we did the, the Tony Rebel, you know, Garnet Silk. But Garnet Silk was coming over from, from Digital B. So, you know, I know um, Garnet. I know Garnet from Garnet named Bimbo. So, okay. you know, so that was, you know, that, that, you know, working with Tony Rebel and, you know, first time, first time working on, first, first time recorded with um, Garnet and Tony for Pentos was um, Onward Christian Soldier. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, Pentos Pentos started me running real fast 
right through the right upon entry. Right there, right there. It, you know, that's big right there because I even forgot that Garnet was really over at Bobby also. Yeah. And at Penthouse at that time there. So he's bouncing between yeah. at that time there. Do you have okay, I'm gonna ask you two names. Do you have any specific memories with three names as a matter of fact? Any specific memories with Wayne Smith, Dennis Brown, or Garnet Silk? Something that sticks in your mind forever. All right. Wayne Smith. I know Wayne Smith from, from, from Jamaica. Wayne used to live, um, before Wayne passed away, Wayne lived down the street from me. But back in Jamaica, Wayne used to, um, I know Wayne from, from Seaview. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, did, I didn't know him at the time when he did the sling thing. It's after, you know, but, you know, but, but, I, but I know Wayne from, from Jamaica. Dennis Brown. Dennis Brown, um, I did a show for Dennis Brown in, 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 um, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, and shortly thereafter, um, Dennis Pass. Mm-hmm. Garnet, Garnet, I, 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 I did sound for Garnet and Richard, and Richard Stephen inside um, um, Mirage nightclub. Yes. On a Thursday night. I did it the Thursday night. I, th- I, 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 I think it was a birthday party or, I think it was a birthday party for, Richie Stevens. Yeah. It was Richie Stevens. Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 then the disturbing news, the Saturday morning. Can I, I can't forget it. Mm-hmm. The funniest thing uh, back then, uh, um, because you know, I migrated and I live out uh, New York, but I come back down and I stay, I stay with Jamis. Mm-hmm. So the phone ring the early morning, early Saturday morning, and I, and I answered the phone, and it was David Radigan on the phone. And rather gonna ask if it's true that um Garnet still died. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna hear nothing like that. No, I'm gonna hear nothing like that. I said, no, I'm gonna hear nothing like that. Hang up the phone. Shortly there after more phone call. Garnet, you know, had a, had a you know terrible a tragic end to his life. That's yeah. So I never forget I never forgot that um that, that Garnet concert. It was so electrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the funny thing with it, I was speaking to Worm, Worm Lace, formerly of um, Blaze. He was telling me, but and when I spoke to Richie, he told me about that that night there too. How crazy that night there was! How electrifying! How yeah. it was just different that night there. I know it's it's just something about that night. It was mm-hmm. it was so, it was actually my first time in, to, in inside that club. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so much memory tied into one. You know, the, the, the performance was off the chain. Mm-hmm. Because Richie Stevens did, um, Richie did um, um, Casanova, the song Casanova. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when, that's when, so and then, because he had two songs on the rhythm. Fight back with him and Garnet. Yes. So after Casanova is when Garnet hit the stage. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole new energy opening up inside of that club. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was sad, man. It was, it was, it was sad. It was sad. Really, really sad. Because that momentum, that momentum, but you know, was different. Tell you, I tell you, crazy. Because even with the um, now when you get to Penthouse, this is when another level in your career is introduced. This is when you're introduced now to live engineering oh yeah so now 
So now Tony Kelly and Dave Kelly um, returned from overseas. Mm-hmm. Myself and Dave Kelly attended the same school, but different grade levels. Okay. Yeah, well, I know I know Dave Kelly from from primary school days all the way up. So no, no, no. Tony and everybody returned from overseas. Um, and it's time now for 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 what's known as ghetto splash. So just coming from over, just coming from overseas now. You don't really want to get a splash of such. Mm-hmm. So why not recruit a printer for <laughs> Why not recruit a printer for gonna do it? So, you know, man simply tell me, sir, just picture it like a big studio. Mm-hmm. Deal with it like a big studio. Just the outdoor, just deal with the outdoor like a big studio and you're alright. That's all you need for do. This and, was and, and Tony told you this. I'm Tony Kelly. Okay. Got you. And um, we're going to get a splash and with the same concept. We just have the students, we nailed it, and it was it was fun. And and from that day on, I'm like, yes, I love this. More I know this. <laughs> yeah. You caught the bug for the outdoor venues. The outdoor. Oh, yeah. And, and shortly thereafter, no, shortly thereafter, um, um, Derek Barnett from Sagittarius. Mm. Derek Cameron go, um, Fort Clarence, I say, oh, just, just deal with this like what you deal with the studio and everything good. Mm-hmm. Just make, you know, just use the, the, the echo and the reverb and all them splash and, you know, like, just deal with it like a, a, a big wide open studio. <laughs> and from, you know, from, from then on, from, from, from then on, I just love the, the live thing. Mm-hmm. So that was where you introduced at Penthouse and doing yourself. Were you at Penthouse for a while? Or that was um, a short stint? It's not really a long time at Penthouse. No, it, it wasn't long at Penthouse. Mm-hmm. It wasn't long. I, pen, I hate Penthouse. I hate Penthouse in, 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 in um, early 91, because I remember we had a Christmas party at Penthouse. So 91 over into like about, Mar- not about March of, of, of um, 92. Mm-hmm. So then, now after Pentos, where where did you what did you end up doing after you pent after you left Pentos? Um, after after Pentos, I started um as Mikey Bennett, one of M- Mikey Bennett's second engineer, because Sil Silgarden was Mikey's official engineer. So um, we had a little incident, a little a little incident happened at Pentos, a little unfortunate incident mm-hmm. happened at Pentos. That, that caused me to actually, you know, leave Pentos and, and go over to Mikey Bennett. Could you elaborate on it? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's, Shaba is tied into my entire story. <laughs> <laughs> so now, while working for, 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 while recording Shaba album now, Shaba upcoming album, this is gonna be, this album going to make Shaba, that's how everybody was looking at it. Right, we're recording through now, so specialists will, specialists will come in and say, um, when you, yo, if you record a big tune, mm-hmm. run it off on a cast and get to Stone Love. I only get to Stone Love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, okay, we can record a tune here and there, we get to Stone Love. But now we're going to record this, we record this big tune and we feel like so this tune, this tune, I'm going to put everybody for them up because them, them, them um, made another, they lick over reasons for them. Mm-hmm. And them say, yo, and the song this you know, and the song this we're gonna put Shabba up on the map now. Mm-hmm. Our listeners say put it on the map, but launch him 
we overboard. Mm-hmm. So, like him tell me, say, when they buy some, a big show and get to Stone Love, so I gave it to, to Rory. Right? So, man and man, I don't know, man and man start selling the show. Right, man and man start selling the exclusive tune out the road down. It start word of go around, word of go around, word of go around to so the tune out there. So they pull up, them, them pull up on Rory and ask Rory, say, yo, where you get a tune from? Mm-hmm. Rory says, Snakey, Rory, never tell a lie. He never tell a lie. He says, Snakey, I mean, he gave the tune. Right? But people was selling the tune. Because some selector get box and kick up. Mm. So they were selling it. Poor me. Me never sell nothing in my life. So, um, no, no, I'm out on the road with, with, cause I made him start to work with Mikey Bennett here and there. Mikey Bennett had, had, you know, Brian Tony Gold, Sheville Franklin, Peter Mann. Um, and, um, I don't want to leave out, um, when the Prince Midas, mm-hmm. make sure that's the entire crew along with Coco T. So we're, we're overseas, we're overseas at Canada. I knock out some show at Canada and, I make some money. I get a phone call in my hotel room. Mm-hmm. So, oh, oh, Mister Hello, it was it was Donovan Jeremy on the phone. So, so right away, him him him, him rushed me and said, "We're not supposed to come back to school because Mister Hello showed." I said, "Huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh?" He said, "Yeah, you 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 sell chopper children and specialists and look fair to kill you." I said, huh? I said, what is that? So, by then, I'm, 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 I'm hung up the phone. So, I go to Mikey Bennett and I said, Mikey, my ears are me a sell tune. My ears are me a sell tune. So, Mike, me Mikey sell tune. Mikey Bennett, I remember clearly Mikey Bennett looked at me and looked dead in my face. Look dead in my face and said, I'm going to ask you one time, one time only. Mm-hmm. You have anything to do with it? Mr. Mikey, no. You know, send us a mistake. No. And Mikey said, well, all right. As long as you, you never have nothing to do with it, mm-hmm. you, you stay amongst me and maybe protect you and keep you safe from anything. So, me now come back at Jamaica. Me now come back at Jamaica after my tour. Mm-hmm. Me can't go Pentos. Me can't go Music Chorus. Come here as a specialist and look for me. Me a fret, come here, look up, me a young youth, and me a fret. Mm-hmm. The man here said, man, look for me before. So me a fret, between Bobby Digital and, and some other little mix, and, you know, some other places, Scorpio, Studio, go do some work, mm-hmm. you know? And then no, Mikey said, look, if you never do nothing, you will come work for me and music works. You will come work for me and music works. If you know within yourself, say so you never do nothing. Mm-hmm. You come work for me at Music Works. I mean, God, I mean, Music Works, I work for Mikey Bennett every Friday with a big on board. So, this <laughs> is the, the funny part about it now. Once Friday with our work, I'm going to see people are running a scatter like teeth. I'm going outside. I'll fight myself. I'm broke outside. So, Mr. Man, run and look me in the bison room at Music Works. And when we look, we sound like a shot man come through the door. When we look at specialists, mm-hmm. specialists say, you hear something look for you. You hear something look for you. And I say, as a big man, me I tell you, I tell you right now, so me, I full of water, come I feel like I hate this, you know, specialists catch me. Mm-hmm. So, he said, yo, oh, you, how come you sell my children? I say, I never sell my children. 
as there is a God up above. And then just turn and walk out. Hmm. And that, that's the ministry specialist again after that. Right? Yeah. No, remember, you know, me lose my work at Penthouse because, uh, uh, because of impulse, Jeremy fire me. Mm -hmm. Right? Jeremy uh, not really asked me any question, you know. So he didn't Jeremy ask you. Me. He didn't ask you what it had. He didn't want to hear your part of the story. Me, good morning or good evening. Jeremy and fire me. Mm -hmm. Right? So throughout the years, me did have a, 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 a tough place in my heart for Jeremy. Mm -hmm. Right? But as time goes on, I realize that me within myself never do anything. So be the big man and let shit go. Forgive my language. Mm -hmm. Right? So I go, go back to Jamaica. By then, by Shonda thereafter, I migrated. Where's so, up? Hold on. Before we even get to, there's a couple more stuff we got to get to before we get <laughs> to migration. I have, you linked back with Jermaine when you went back. I got that in my mind. Hold on. Yeah. Yes, we're going to go. So you're linking with Mikey Bennett over at Music Works. So now you're more or less, that's your home or you're more or less freelancing right now? Um, That would be, no, I'm working between Bobby mm -hmm. and Mikey Bennett. Okay. When did you link up with Steely or Steely and Cleavy? Well, Steely was always a, a, a musician who played for Jamie. So mm -hmm. me and Steely was always friends. Steely would come into Skateland. Steely would ride a bike, come to Skateland and come in and come in the disco room and sit down and talk with me and, you know, just all the vibes and buy with lunch and, you know, and, 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 and Steely used to always say, you know, some boy, I can play with someone, you know. <laughs> boy, I can play with someone. What about you to take him serious? Mm -hmm. So eventually, eventually, he sit down with me and I'm no, sir. He said, a style of play there. More and more, you bring it come on August Stone, come play Silver Arc, you know. So that's all the link with me and Steely, really. You know, that's how it started. You know, Steely came from the bike back to August Stone. I introduced me to a different set of, a, a different set of generals again. August Stone is a beast within itself, you know. Mm -hmm. So. Here, here we go again. A little young youth again. Lickless youth again. Pan, pan Silverhawk. Yep. Okay, so you were playing Silverhawk. Yep. Yeah. Do yep. you remember when you got this? Who else was playing Silverhawk at that time there? Well, when I, when, 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 when I got Silverhawk, it was um, Balzi. Mm -hmm. And I used to have another youth named Baba. Baba used to be like, like you know, I don't, Baba never used to play the song, but he was a, a part of the song. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 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 it, it, if you say Balzi, you say, you say Baba. I just, there's such a company. So there's two people par and I just said it used to go. I don't remember anybody else used to play. I, I just, that's all I can remember Balzi playing the song because when we start, that was me and him. Yeah. There was no third person. You remember any nights in particular on a song now like Silverhawk? Because Skateland is nice. You have your nice heat wave at Skateland. But what about now when you're you're on this big bad silver hawk? You remember any nights on silver hawk? Yes, I remember the first time Stone Love dead. <laughs> I can only I can, I can only call it as is. <laughs> I remember the first night Stone Love get killed. Mm -hmm. Right, it was inside a house in Leo. Myself playing, myself and Barnsley mm -hmm. playing, playing silver hawk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The little, the little, the little young youth from Skateland, the little Marga brother. <laughs> yeah, because Silverhawk was, was, nobody knows, nobody knows, is not used to hearing Silverhawk playing a bunch of dubs, mixing back to back, 
fire for fire, mm. right? Because they, they used to pause the plane from the intro all the way down. And then next song from the intro all the way down. Mm-hmm. Now they made a big boy special, a mix up, you know? So that was the first time Stone Love really get trampled. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I, I want to drop. I couldn't even look for Weepo. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't look for Weepo for a minute, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because Weepo clearly knows who you are at this time here already. Yeah, because me, I cut all the Stone Love Dove. Every, almost every last Stone Love Dove now is me still. I cut it because I'm coming jammies and I'm just, and I don't know. So I mean, more have a cut the dog plate there. And you came and dealt with them thing there. You remember any other night while playing Silver Rock? I remember playing uh what Silver Rock played with uh, against Inner City. And that was that was another that was you know that was a dance what I kinda I tried to run from because you know Mark Wally Richie and Danny, those were my, my key friends. Mm-hmm. So even though even though some folks was looking at it looking at it like a clash dance, me kinda played a dance uh, to make it seem like a more like a friendly thing than anything else. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, those guys are more friends to me than Steely and Barzi. Mm-hmm. So I've never want to cross. Uh, it has never want to mess up a good friendship in a one night. Mm-hmm. Because but it was a good dance, though. <laughs> were, were you talking on Silver Rock? At this time, you were talking on Silver Rock, or you just selecting the song and Balzi was just, just just playing music, just playing music. Balzi is the man where, and them time the Balzi had the animal, yeah, the war mm-hmm. animal. Mm-hmm. And the man they talk your fret. <laughs> no, big, big, big there. Because you were not in Silver Rock for a long time, though. No, no, no. Yeah, it was no. past you. You brought them up inner city because I knew you had something to do with inner city. Tell me how that whole link even came wrong in the first place. Well, well, inner city started traveling a lot, mm-hmm. and 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 since me I cut the dub them for Wally, I basically know the dub them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes Mark and Danny overseas, and it's, it's Richie, Richie leave back with, with the sound. So you know, God know that Spanish don't open the Monday go and play music. Me just pack up my little box. I'm going and play music. Yep. And and from even going down there on a Monday night, mm-hmm. I put some serious people in the music business right uh, you know, right now. Because good old Maji. Yeah. <laughs> good old Maji. Yeah. Yeah. Maji started out from, from, from inner city. Mm-hmm. You know, cause when, when everybody gone, you know, and you know, you know, we're playing the music in the early man wanna play music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I love the music. I want to play music just like myself, but the same love and the same drive. So, hey, man, I want to play some music. Hey, go and play some music, yeah, my brother. I'm going to play some music, man. I'm play music. And it reach which part it reach right now. <laughs> That's crazy there. So, inner city around them for a while, too. Even with Bobby Digital now. Remember, you're playing the heat wave from Skateland. Do you actually. Play Bobby Digital Heatwaves for a time also? I don't know how I play so much sound, but people always call me. I want my energy. You know, they always call me. Snakey, yo, more I'm play so I'm saying, you know, X amount, you know, X amount of money. We can't give you X amount of money. And we don't turn down the money because you know, all money are good money, you know. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so you know, but on a Sunday night, we finish a scale and scale and we finish like at eleven o'clock. Mm-hmm. When they are water house, don't I eat don't I eat wave number two? And then we'll finish and then we'll rock eat wave. We'll rock eat wave straight to four o'clock in the morning and then funniest thing about water house. I don't know these people, but them people put me up in their house. Because me, 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 Boss wife will come play, the boss wife will come play down there. So, my guy know the guy and play. And I saw the name Snakey started. Because when me start doing this in a 1991, you know, nobody was leaving as an individual to go play out. It's either really a soul system of player or no, nobody. Mm-hmm. Well, in an early 1991, it would be an inner city of player or a, or a soul of player for which part ever. And Snakey. It used to be a and Snakey. Yeah. Cause Snakey come now with them dub to the Rambut Snakey, you know. Me come with me dub them too. Well, it would make sense, guy. If you're in jammies, clearly you have access to all these oh, yes. and work with Bobby <laughs> and Mikey Benny. So clearly you you have a link for all the dubs you're gonna be playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's big. Well, me look at me look at dub box though. When me come play, me juggle. It's like. This is like it's, it's almost like the song would play, and then another song would play, but the other song would have been sneaky. Got you, as a DJ or as a selector, them types. Yeah, and and that is all the things start. No, no, there is a fire links. There is a mataran. There is a there is a um super twitch, mm-hmm. right? There is a jazzy T, and 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 look all the thing. Look all the thing is 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 jazzy T. Missy play, and me walking a dance. And the man stop and acknowledge the thing about people know, say, yo, you see that brother there? You know, I, I him start the thing. You know, the same thing with Twitch, you know? Very few people will acknowledge it, you know? But yeah. that's which part it start. For sure. When me start it, nobody has never done it. Mm-hmm. That's, you're just... We go as far as... We go as far as IRFM, reach, reach IRFM as snake it, Right? We go leave RF and we go on Acropolis nightclub as sneaky, not as a sound, mm-hmm. but as sneaky. You know? <laughs> I, I didn't realize you were playing on IRFM at one time also, too. No, what, just, just as guest for, for uh, Mighty Mike. Got you. But the guest, but coming as a guest, coming not as a sound, but as That's sneaky. sneaky. Yeah. That's Big up Susie Q. Yes, man. Super random. Why did Bobby Digital decide to name the song Heat Wave in the first place, knowing that there's a heat wave at Skateland in the first place? You know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why, because I, I don't know. I couldn't answer that question. <laughs> and you know, I never asked, I never asked Bobby, you know. Yeah. I never asked Bobby why. It, they, 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 they would say heat wave, and they would say little heat wave at Skateland. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they would classify it. They would say heat wave and just leave it as heat wave. When a man just hear heat wave alone, they know about that about the, 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 the machine from Waterhouse. And I'm saying, e- e- little heat wave at Skateland. They know it's a look at dangerous juggling machine, that. Yeah. Crazy. Big there. 
doing all this stuff, wonderful stuff. Why did you decide to now migrate to the States? And this is while you're still doing massive amount of stuff, you know. Why did you decide at this point in your career you want to migrate? You know, um, thanks to my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad actually, um, you know, my dad, my dad came to America first mm-hmm. and, you know, get, sit, get settled. And then, you know, sent for him family. You know, so, you know, I came to America on the last day of my petition. Yeah. The very last day. Mm. If, if, if the, the, the man um, the man at the desk looked at me and said, son, if your flight was delayed, your, your parents would have to do this old paperwork all over again. Mm-hmm. Because I came on the very, I never want to leave because everything was good. Yeah. I'm playing, no, let, let me just recap. Mm-hmm. I'm working at Jamis, freelancing. By now, by, by now I'm freelancing. Freelancing at Jamis. Me a freelance of a music works with me over with Mikey Bennett. I'm at Bobby Digital Studio, Scorpio Studio. Me me have a little one session of mixing lab. Me me have a run go down a groove, down a Ochi. <laughs> I'm still doing my overnight at JBC FM. Me hmm. play a skate lab. Me no know how and God hurt me do this, cause up until this time we don't figure out how I sleep here today. <laughs> It was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. Sleep when you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, my, my dad, you know, my dad filed for filed for for you know for us and my dad for leave. Mm-hmm. It's either believe or me lose the um the opportunity. So I came to America on the last day. And you figured America, even though all of this stuff is happening for you in Jamaica, you figured you still figured that America had a bigger opportunity for you. Well, so I thought. Mm-hmm. So I thought, because I don't, I don't want, um, I don't want to call anybody name, but I'm just going to give you an example. While, okay. while visiting the U.S. on tour, mm-hmm. um, a, a friend of mine with a studio said, "Yo, anytime you come to America, you know, right? That's so why you have to come work." So I was always thinking that, okay, when we reach America, I have a job. I'm good to go. I don't need to worry about nothing. So here it is though. I'm in America for a week. And I made it to go see this friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And when I walk in, I'm saying, yo, you know, my day, I know I'm ready, you know. I was hit with, why? You want to see? Mm. That, was, that was the first of many. Mm-hmm. First of many let down in America. And then I started realizing that, you know, something. Music business in America is not like music business in Jamaica. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, 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 um, it's a, a rude awakening. So it, it was, it, the level of disappointment was really high. Yeah, especially you coming off of this high here. So at this, so this was the the time when you decided to join the military at this time here. No, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. Mm-hmm. So um, at this point, I heard. Um, a friend of mine was like, yo, specialist office there, man, you know, so, you know, like the second week, within the second week of me being here, McCall specialist. Mm-hmm. So, yo, so Dylan, <laughs> father, <laughs> and everybody are father at them time, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yo, father, the day in New York, you know, I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying, live in New York, you know. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, come check me right now. Mm-hmm. So, I met my way, 
up to um, West 56th Street, 8th Avenue. Mm -hmm. So, where is, what's the special, special greeting, man? A nice greeting, so. Yeah, you you believe that the same man of them said it well. <laughs> <laughs> I remember so, the last time you saw him, you thought it, he just walked away. So you didn't know what is going. I never happen. know what was. I never know what was going to happen. So mm -hmm. the same. Now this is the same person. Oh, um, himself come check him. So I'm gonna check him. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm come out and I'm, I'm embrace me. I'm say, well, go on. I say, laugh. I'm, I'm, I'm take two step and look and say. Say, I've made a boss. Let me tell them, sir, if I fire you, I'll fire you. I mean, I look, I look for them, go there. I mean, I say, I wonder if my ear was just here a while ago. Him say, I tell Jeremy and for fire you, and Jeremy and fire you. I made a boss. I mean, I pay the bills. Him mm. say, anyway, no watch the face. Mm -hmm. You have to work for me as of right now. I'm going to go to that office and come back with those people when I sign this. <laughs> Inspection you work for from, from now on. I'm still stand up there, you know, more wide open, sit up and say, Imagine that, look what I got you at Jamaica, me hear someone and look for me to beat me. Me hear some thief song. Hmm. Me hear some sell song. All these things, you know. Hmm. Only because a man with power was able to tell another man, say, Yo, my vex on certain things get leaked. So let's get rid of the man there. And instead of, instead of Jeremy fight fame worker, instead of the man fight fame worker, I said snake, you know, another kind of person there. You know? But that's why I go still. Miss, miss, uh, you know, Jeremy give me, give me an opportunity to learn another level of engineering. So me give him credit. Me not all against him. <laughs> yeah, me not all against him. That's why I go. Sometimes people are influenced by money. I just, that's, that's all I can say. That's how it goes, because as, as specially said, he's paying the bills. You understand? Yeah. So yep. you get it there. So then now, the funny thing with it, because even Spectrum now, most people that was involved with Spectrum, it was through Jamaica. So for you to even get signed to the company through America, that right there in itself is a big feat right there. You understand? Yeah. And and, and it was, it, it, you know, just now I'm traveling, representing specialists. Up and down, uh, it back and forth to Jamaica now. <laughs> you know, and 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 now I go back to Jamaica. Me not talk to nobody. Me mm -hmm. not talk to nobody. Me just walk past them. Because mm -hmm. you know we got a Jamaica gone. You know, come record Patra. Mm -hmm. You know, up and up, up and down. You know. So you were a singer. You were hired on as the engineer now, the Spectran engineer. Yeah. Because Tony Kelly used to work for, um, Tony Kelly was also an engineer for um, specialists. Okay. So, so that's, that's like, you know, like another, another, you know, family member I'm working with. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it was, it, it was just like, you know, just like back in the days at Penthouse, you know, just mm -hmm. overseas. And at this time, did Patra and Shaba and everybody get the break at this time or they were about to get the break? Well, well, Shaba, Shaba was already um, established. Mm. Patra, was, Patra was getting, Patra, Patra started, the, the buzz was there for Patra, but no, we're hitting the road, touring. Mm. We take, we're taking it to another level right now. We, we're bringing Patra to all these cities, you know, and countries. Mm -hmm. 
So it was because the four, because when it came to Spectra and the four monsters that came out of Spectra in that time, Shabo was on top, and then yeah. Patra, Richie Stevens, and Mad Cabra. Those were the four big ones. And then under that, now you had like the Ghosts and Culture, the Dugsy Racks mm-hmm. came in after. There was so many of them, but it was Shabba, Patra, Richie Stevens, and Cabra. That was a whole ensemble right there. Because Shabba had Shabba had Soji, engineer Soji, mm-hmm. and still as his front of house and monitor engineer, those were already established. So when I when I step in, I step in as Patra engineer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 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 right in line. I'm, I'm right, you know, like next in line. So I'm, I'm there with with Patra, and if if Cabra have shows, you know, we run good up Cabra show, you know. What were those Patra, those early Patra shows like back then? Oh, those those are good shows because um because because right that when when Patra got her break, mm-hmm. Shabba started to, to 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 ease off the road a little bit. So now we have rough cut out with Patra, and and you know rough cut is a, is one serious band. You know? mm-hmm. So it was it was good. It was it was really good. Like, it was a real fun experience. Mm-hmm. Because how long were you with Spectrum for? Um, up until from that from 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 ninety two until ninety five, you know, when I joined them service. Okay, so then you you had a good run with um Spectrum there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. But you said you were on road with Patrick because Shaba already had his his life. Yeah, Shaba, Shaba had um Shaba and Shaba had soldiers steady mm-hmm. and and still steady. Mm-hmm. But we, we were still under the you know we were still under the same umbrella. So you know, Patra, you know, you know, they said you know, work with Patra. And that was fun. I was still under the same umbrella because sometimes they both end up on the same show. Mm-hmm. Just like that, because even when it came to studio works, now did you do any studio work with Spectrum? Um, for Spectrum. Funny, but when the, the two albums that, that Shabba did, mm-hmm. the two albums that Shabba did, um, I did work on those. But because of the, the incident with um that same incident with with with, with um the, the song, my, my credit was stripped. Yeah, that take off my name off of the project. <laughs> Okay, so you're working on Spectra and stuff from before because from, yes, in, from, from, in, from in Jamaica, yeah, yeah from in yes, Jamaica. Yes, it all makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then from in Jamaica, those two yeah. albums you had worked on. So, do you want mm-hmm. Patrick's, Patrick's album also? Yeah, yep, yeah. Mad Cobra and Richie Stevens, their album also, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember work, I remember Richie Stevens, the last time we worked out for Richie Stevens. Mm-hmm. I don't know, still about, about Richie, may I come for my money. <laughs> Richie Stevens, Tempest and Specialist, me pay me. That song, that song that he did, um, um, Richie Stevens and Cobra. Um, yes. Legacy. <laughs> oh, why you like a single video stuff, guy? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Tell me two or three shows that you remember working on the road in that time period there that you'll never forget okay i remember with i did this show with with, with in washington dc with cobra mm-hmm. i was i was in jamaica where i went in jamaica getting ready to do some sunsplash mm-hmm. 
Sunsplash with Patra and but but Cobra had a show, so we had the time off. So, you know, they put me on a flight with Cobra and we were running from a DC for doing it. But right when 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 we coming out of the show, the early morning, it was like a shootout on the outside. It was a, I couldn't understand what was going on because the show was such a good show. Everybody was happy. And outside it was just it was just like ridiculous a, a big shootout. Hmm. So I I I I asked myself, what could cause something like this? I sure but I'm gonna mash up this place where everybody had jump every song. So you know, let me start realize though that music, you know, music music is music is something that that make people laugh and make people cry, because people would lay down flat on the ground outside. I, and I couldn't understand what was happening. That was one other one other thing. And, and another another thing now is we do we do a show. We do a show in the, in, in Miami. Specialists put on a show in Miami. Mm-hmm. And and um, I was always doing front of house engineering. And for this show in Miami, for the first time, I decided I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna do monitors. First time actually taking a good look on a monitor board. <laughs> it looked puzzling because it's a lot of knobs compared to a, a front of house desk. Yeah. But nobody never know that I've never done monitor before. Nobody don't know. So so it, it went, it, you know, Soji was there and Sil was there. So so now me, me decided to say, okay, may I mix monitor for the show? I don't know what gave me the great idea, but... I I I did it. I I figured it out right at showtime all oh, this thing work and I and I did it. And and from I from me is it from me do that 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 and uh, everybody was like, yo, mm-hmm. you must stay so nice tonight. I tell myself that there is there is nothing else in music where to slow me down. Mm-hmm. And did you see somebody do it before? What made you decide I'm gonna try this and it actually worked? Well, well, Soji was there for the event. Rough Cup Band was playing, and Soji was gonna mix front of house, so there was no work for me. Mm-hmm. And I want, I want work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want work, so we decided to me I to take the monitor console, so I go mix monitor. Yeah, and I and, and from that day on, I, I have a special love for monitor work on stage. Yeah, I realize how technical it's, how important it is. But you see, this is another level you reach in your career right now again. You understand? Yeah. And a lot of it, it, a lot of your levels that you seem to go to, they just seem to be either somebody said something quickly or somebody was missing. You had to take a place where you need to. It was nothing really <laughs> intentional, but you just happened to do it, right? And it was drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one more show you remember that time, the Spectrum time. Um, oh, we do so we do so much. Show. Funny, uh, well, this this is going to be more funny than anything else. Mm-hmm. We was doing a show in in in, in Bahamas, mm-hmm. and um, and 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 now uh, security came to me and touched me on my shoulder. I said, um, we're going to ask you to to um if you can turn off the the microphone that you you're using on the stage. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna look for him and say, oh, oh, oh for turn off the Michael Williams on the stage, boys. <laughs> so it's like, um, the planes that are coming in is hearing what is going on on the stage. <laughs> so they're picking up the frequency what we are using down on the ground. So I think that was so funny. That was a fun. I don't know why I find I don't know why I find that to be so funny. Mm -hmm. But it was so funny to me. That was working with Patra. That, that was that was so funny. I couldn't understand that. Like frequencies, I think that traveled. But but then I just couldn't understand a pilot coming into land here in Patra and DJ. <laughs> At all, you understand? At all, did your stuff with Spectra and everything was good. Ninety five, you decided to join the military. Why did you even end up leaving Spectra? And then was it something where you left and want to go join right away, or there was a break in between before joining the military? Um, no, I know there was no break, and you know, we used to do a lot of traveling for for Spectra, uh, Spectra, a lot of traveling, a lot of unknowns travel. Mm -hmm. You know, get a phone call. Yo, come, come get them tape in and, you know, patch up a session and mix in lab, 11 o'clock, you up on a 6 o'clock flight, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. And we get, we get tired, you know, just walk fast one day and say, army recruitment center and just turn in. <laughs> and that door, we just walk through the door. And that was that. Yeah. And, and you were remembered, even though, yeah, you're you're traveling a lot and all this, but you still now have this big career with this massive company, you know, and you just decided to walk into the military and say, yo, let me just try this now. Yeah, and um, it's, it's a, a couple more things was leading up to it, you know, because um, living, with my, living with my parents, you know, we only do studio work at night. It's something about studio. It only happened at night. Mm-hmm. So when you know, sometimes you know, come home in the early morning and you warm up some food and the microwave make some noise and big daddy asleep and the thing so wake up father and father. Never like it. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things is I never ever disrespect my parents. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've never back talked my parents then and I, I won't do it now. So before before me and my father fall out, I decided May I take the, the first the first chance I get out of the house? Mm -hmm. May I ease out? Because I don't want to disrespect my father and my own house. Mm -hmm. So that was just my way of deciding, you know, more and go out for my own now. I'm trying to military, but I'm trying to military. Was military something that you liked as a kid growing up? Something you I, wanted to I, try from time? I tried. Um, Three times, three times, three times to go in at a GDA for Jamaica. Okay. Three times, yeah. The last time, the last time me and my friend from school decided to be a turn soldier. And and and, and remember, we still we had the music and all these good things and everything nice is happening. But we still we still say me a turn soldier. So we give my friend a skip a skipping at the line. Then it's sometimes you just fall the side. We keep us skipping at the line with their JDF. And at the line, I got through about accept people. Mm -hmm. And they took my friend who was in front of me. I said, that was it. <laughs> then now I take nobody else. <laughs> Yo. So if I never give my friend a skip, me and you wouldn't have this conversation right now. 
Mickey must keep on them take him and never take me. That's crazy. The line stopped in front of you, so it's basically you gave up your spite your space. Yeah. Yep. That's wild. When you joined the arm the the military now, what what um position were you actually in at that time there? I was I was a I was a specialist in a um in, I was a specialist in the army. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, specialist is a rank. We made it up the rank to up up to specialist. Okay, and that that's like because again, I know nothing about the military, so I'm not even sure what a specialist <laughs> is. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, it's like it's like it's like four ranks up from a private. You know, it's just coming up, coming up the line. And how long how long did you do military for? Um. Um, 95, got out 99. Okay, so you did a four years, because, yeah, it's usually yeah, four years. I did a tour. Did you go on any tours? Um, no, I don't. Yeah. God, God was good to me. God was good to me. He gave me what I needed, a start in life, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. Okay, so then now, did the military, all this came out, you're in the U.S. now. So then now, this is four years that passing. You're not into music at all. So after you got out of the military, what was your next move now? Was it to get back into music, continue a different path? What did you do when you got out of the military? Well, I, I started my connection back in the music like I never left. Mm-hmm. I, got a, um, I got a job working at the hospital. And shortly thereafter, I left that job to go on tour. To go on tour who at this time? Kimani Marley. How did this even, how did you link with Kamani Marley in the first place? Not inspection. Black mm-hmm. <laughs> inspection, like I never left. Yeah. And that was good there. And what other stuff were you guys doing at this time now when you got back to Spectrum? Um, it's a whole, a, a lot of stuff happened because I, I did, I did a, a, we did a tour with, with um, Kimani. Mm-hmm. And I, I left the hospital, and right after I leave the hospital and start touring with Kimani, here comes the twin tower falling down. So now, no, I gave up my work at the hospital, coming out of the coming out of the army, coming home, getting a nice job at the hospital, giving it away to go back and tour with Kimani, and then twin tower fell. Kimani tour got cancelled, no job at the hospital. So you know that that was like a punishment in life, you know. Mm. <laughs> that was tough times right there. Mm-hmm. So what did so it was probably you're probably off the road for probably a year or so at that time there. No more though, more more, because mm-hmm. when after that after that it was like musical drought. Not not much was was happening. So what what were you doing in the meantime? Now you you're not in the hospital. You're not touring. What are you doing to really support yourself at this time here now? No, I start working with um Irish Jam, mm-hmm. radio station back back um, local radio station mm-hmm. Irish Jam. And as you're an back engi- on as your engineer as an engineer. Mm-hmm. You've done so. Listen to me. You've done so much, and there's still a massive section of what you've done that we didn't get to. We're getting here just now, but it's like <laughs> the amount of stuff that you've done, it's, it's mind boggling, bro. And it's like, yeah, I did. I did some of this. Yeah. I did some of that. Went on this tour here, went on that there. Bob, Bob. Yeah. Irie. 
doing the engineer. How long were you at, at Ivory Jam for? Um, I was at Ivory Jam for a, a few years ago, mm-hmm. doing um, behind the scenes engineering. Um, took Ivory Jam from from um, from from analog into digital. Okay. No, they was using like the cards to um, play commercials. Yeah. You know, I went to Ivory Jam, took them from that into computerized um, programming. And the stuff that I did, the stuff that I did for Irijam, um starting 2003, mm-hmm. still still being used up until this day. That you started. Something I never, <laughs> I never asked you in this whole conversation. Did you ever go to school for any of this stuff here? No. Never. 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 And believe you me, I've sat places where you so where you need a master's degree mm-hmm. to sit. <laughs> Boy, sir. Okay, so then now I want to go to this next level that you've been in right now. When it came to, I want to know how a boy from East Kingston ended up working for CBS and 106 in Park. How did that connection, East Kingston to 106 in Park, <laughs> BET, CBS, how did that happen, boss? Well, you know, um, I'm working, I'm working in, um, still, still doing my engineering around, um, you know, locally in um, New York City, right? I became a part of the, the union, the local union, local one in New York. Mm-hmm. So, um, I asked, I asked, you know, I asked the, the president of the union, you know, you know, you know, I'm, I say I'm a very skilled engineer, um, but I'm, it's something you have to do what you have to do to, to get to where you want. So, you know, I said, sir, can you please keep it in mind? You know, when, whenever there's an engineering position opening up anywhere, just please remember me. He said, okay, I will. I will. I thought he forgot. Call me one day and ask me. He said, um, I can I can get you I can get you a job at CBS, um, but it's um it's um pulling the curtain. Mm-hmm. I said, of course, I don't you know me. I'm taking a job. Yeah, I'll pull the curtain. So I pull I pull the curtain for that that you know, AJ and free go out. Mm. Pull pull the curtain. Like that, literally, that's, that's the job. That's the that job. was a job. Was literally <laughs> that, was <a> job. <laughs> that was a job. So from. Yeah. From 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 there, there was a situation going on where there was a there was a noise, mm-hmm. a feedback, so to speak. And um, I hear the noise, and I hear the noise, and I hear the noise. And I said, um, I said, why the engineer not fix the feedback? Mm-hmm. And I said, yo yo, we've been looking for engineer, and um, they can't find an engineer who can fix that. Mr. McCann fixed that a simple thing never fix. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, then nobody now pay me the mind because I'm the guy who pulled the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> so I had another friend who was working at, at who was working, he was he was working there at a lot of show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and, and um they, they asked him, you know, the brother were brother went up on the curtain, same no about this and can't fix it. You, you know anything about him? So mm-hmm. so friend Tony, Tony said, bad engineer, bad, bad engineer. So now they come back to me now. 
Don't come up to me. Some of you get ready for pulling the curtain. I'm <laughs> saying, no, I'm saying, no, no. I'm saying, you can't get, I'm saying, you can't, you know what else, you know what that nice is, you can't get rid of that? Yeah. I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, all right. Get rid of it. <laughs> go behind the board, go on the equal lines, I kick, 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 Adjust two frequency. Tell them to pass the mic in front of the, um, the monitor again. Mm -hmm. They put the mic in front of the monitor, no nice clean as a whistle. So they they come back and them them say um we want you to 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 be a, an assistant monitor engineer for 106 and Park. You're gonna be working with with, with a friend called Tony Rollins. We say yes. So they say okay, hold on, one more thing. Them say before you touch this equipment, you have to be sworn into a union. Mm -hmm. So them get me them get me into a union right there on the spot. <laughs> so no. No, I, I only walk past the curtain because somebody else is pulling the curtain when I go up to the curtain. No. <laughs> I am no engineer for CBS television working 106 South Park. Plus, from the man, literally, I thought you were joking when you said pulling the curtain. I thought it was something else. <laughs> literally, the man pulling the curtain to the engineer. But what's the chances of that, bro? The last person I pulled the curtain for was, um, was, um, Viola Davis, Miss Viola Davis. Yeah. <laughs> that that's super super. And again, it's just because this thing was making a humming noise. You yeah, said, hey, I could I could take care of this. Yeah, get yep. out of here. Go pull the curtain somewhere, boss. <laughs> I mean, they asked her wrong, and it was true. And boom, yep. got it. That's crazy. Yep. So then you you got on board. So then it was the AJ and free era of um, 106 that you were dealing with, not the Bow Wow. Nah, nah, that was that was before that was before Bow Wow. Mm -hmm. Do you remember any particular artist or guest that you remember seeing on 106 at that time there? Oh man, 106 and Park had everybody coming. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember even doing the the reggae the reggae event with Wayne Wonder. And and um Tanta Metro and Divide, all of them they did a reggae show. Mm -hmm. And I saw all my people. <laughs> so everybody, all my people was up in the building. How was Surprised it to actually to in the building? That's what that's what I'm saying now. So how was it to see for them to look at hold on? It was it was it was a happy, it was a happy vibe. It's it's very it, it, it's always a very happy feeling when you see your own come up in 106 and part. Mm-hmm. Because you know that's very hip hop and R and B centric. So for you to see a dance hall or a reggae act, you're more than ecstatic at that point there. Yeah, yeah. No. And sometimes they would have um like a reggae event coming up, and um they would have a special guest, Bobby Condas and Jabba, would mm -hmm. come in for like for a, a special show or a special you know one one maybe one of three shows that we record for the day may have Bobby Condas and Jabba. So that's more more my my family right there. Mm -hmm. Crazy. And how long did the situation with 106 last for? Uh what this it, it eventually eventually 106 Empire got canceled. But but I did it for a few years well. Mm -hmm. You know, met a lot of met a lot of folks. I met a lot a lot of folks, man. A lot of folks. Mm -hmm. From the from the, the, the Chris Brown, the Drake's, all the K Michelle, the, the um everybody we can think of. I have the, the um, pictures with, with so much folks, the, um, the game came through 50 Cent, 
um, Jamie Fox, the everybody who was someone just like in in, in, in um in a recording studio, everybody who was somebody come to the studio, everybody who was somebody come to one hundred six in Park. But then you see, first you were in the reggae world, and you're seeing all the who's of who's, and then now you went into the hip hop and R and B world, and you're seeing the who's of who's at this point here also. And I, I used to also work um, as a head engineer for uh, Lehman College Concert Hall. And um, that's where I met R&B Sensation Joe. Yes, because, okay, I know out of everybody, you worked with a lot of people, but it seemed like who you have like a good, good, good working relationship with is Joe. Joe, yeah, I worked with Joe for many years. And um, Joe came about, Joe's job came about as um, one Saturday, he was, they was doing what's known as a track show. It was coming in with a band, only himself and um, tracks. So I didn't want to go to work. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling like going to work. Mm -hmm. but, you know, but eventually I ended up going to work. Them call them and say, all right, okay, all right. Nicole. So I wasn't, I wasn't putting in too much effort into the event because, like I said, it was a track show. You don't, you don't need to do any extra nothing. Just push up two faders and open the mic and that's a show. Mm-hmm. While doing the show, his manager came to me and said, um, Joe said he liked the song that he's getting. I said, okay. So three quarter way down the show, <laughs> the manager came back again. <laughs> I said, Joe wants you <laughs> on the road. <laughs> so, you know, these are R&B folks. I, I've never dealt with R&B folks before, so I didn't I never take it as anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I just after the show and call me and him say, um, and give him number. I said, call me Monday morning. So Monday morning, my call, and him say, um, Joe put on a Joe put on a, a put Joe's putting together a band. Um, can you meet us at the rear? I don't give the name of the rehearsal hall. Walk into the rehearsal room. Joe wasn't there, but this but it, another another guy was there. Another guy was there. Um, so this guy was like, um, Joe said you must put a band together. Put a band together. Mm -hmm. I said, huh? <laughs> Joe said, Joe found a band, you know, put a band together and select the band. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I get put into a position where we'll put a band together. I will put the band together, and, and this was just like clockwork right there. The next week, we're going on tour. So I'm just doing a show that I never wanted to do. A track show, and then that led to you putting together Joe's band and going on tour. I'm going on tour. <laughs> All because he said, the sound that he was getting, the texture of the sound. Because mm. I'm, I'm giving you a flavor of, you know, like a Jamaican flavor. That's how I balance. I balance a stage, a very rugged stage. You know, you, 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 can, feel, you can feel my music across the stage. Mm. So he liked that. Yes, and that's, that's what I always said, that reggae feel to R&B. I brought that reggae feel to R&B music. That's wild, bro. That <laughs> road tour. Did you guys, how many tours did you do with Joe? Oh my gosh, man. How much tour I didn't do from, we stayed on the road. Mm -hmm. 
We stayed on the road. When we're not touring like like back to back, we did shows Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Nonstop. With Joe Boss. And that's crazy. From a track show, okay, I'll just push this here, put this here, till I'm touring across the globe with this man right here. <laughs> that's insane, bro. I know somebody else that you connected with, I think, around the same time, too, would have been New Edition, the group New Edition. Yeah, we toured with, um, New Edition toured with, um, with Joe. Okay. So they, 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 Joe was opening for New Edition. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, that was fun. And that, and, and, and <laughs> once I remember, I, I remember, um, New Edition, we did a, we did a, our sound check. Mm-hmm. And New Edition was standing standing behind behind me while I was in Virginia, Virginia Beach. They all were standing behind me. So so when when we finished our sound check and I saved myself on the console and I was walking away, I hear them asking their engineer, why you can't get your stuff to sound like this? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember Joe is the opening act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so wild. Cause I even seen you uh some pictures with you and um Bobby Brown, and it seems like you and Bobby Brown has a good link also. I I would I always I always tell everybody, you see, Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown is misunderstood. Hmm. Yeah. I, I remember one time, one 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 time we was on tour and we was in um North Carolina and we were sitting down outside between Soundcheck. And I was talking to Bobby and I was letting him know, man, yo, for, for somebody whose name is tarnished across media, mm-hmm. you never open your mouth and, 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 and said anything other than, you know, hello and bye. So I was giving him credit because at that time he was getting all the beaten for his wife mm-hmm. and he never opened his mouth and said anything. I'm just, but it's always think he's misunderstood. So of 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 everybody of New Edition, that's the one person with me really read. Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Crazy big, big, big there. Who else? So is Joe you went on tour with? Um New Edition. Who else the American acts did you go on tour with also? Um Um RB RB Sensation Mario. And then um to to to, to top it off, I did the Almake All Stars. That's that's um a breakdown of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes, yes, yes. How did that even happen? Ah, how did that happen, my friend? My, um, it's a combination of guys who who um got, we did um a couple of shows in in, in Africa with, with um with with um Almake production personnel. Mm-hmm. So he knew my capability, and and w- when they needed a monitor engineer, they they reached out, and I was available, so I just uh, I did it, and it was it was fun because <laughs> yeah. that's a different kind of music all over again. Mm-hmm. And again, this is why your li- your life is nothing short of uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a word to tell you what it's short of. <laughs> it's just that wild, and then now we're gonna go into a circle. And come back with your somebody that's been in your career from the beginning, Shabarangs. 
How did you now connect back with Shabarax and now you you became his engineer? How did that happen? Uh, well, I, I, like I said, I've known Shabarang since uh, 87. Mm-hmm. Since 87. So, you know, working with Shabba from, from you know, the dub, dub room, cutting stuff for Blackstone, you know, unique, you know, unique stuff for Blackstone. I'll push him and say, yo, do this, do, do this the way, you know, for Blackstone. You know, Shabba have him knee glide song. We said, twist up this and, and, and do it away for Blackstone. So we have that little creative connection. And, and, and it's the same thing working at, at Bobby Digital Studio. And, and even when we took, when we took um, Shabbat to Music Works, to, to, you know, same Bobby Digital project, but we started working at Music Works. You know, that, that, that bond was there. Shabba know, so it can always depend on me for recording, giving pointers, you know, and 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 me not lie to him, you know. Me not lie to him. If if it is that right, me I go make him know say it's not right. We are gonna do it again, and we are gonna do it that way, you know. And um, it, you know, and, and it's, it's somebody's a man who like this, you know. Him like when you lie, and it, it, him know say if me if 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 if, if we are work, we are work, and him can it is a dependable person. So throughout the years, I've always been dependable, and Shabba is a man where that, that's what fuels Shabba. You know, I like to be surrounded by people who he can trust. Hmm. So you know, we never we never lose that we never lose that that bond throughout the years, and working with him on the tour, and you know when when he no longer tour with Spectrang and Madrid own thing, he keep me as an engineer. Hmm. And you know, right now, right now, Shabbat do anything. Uh, I know my angle, my angle, everything for them. Sometimes, sometimes even me even take up the role, unspoken role. You know, you know, stepping out of the management position, mm-hmm. right? We still consult with 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 uh, his wife, you know. You know, you don't overstep anybody for sure. Yeah, but but my, my consult with her, and, you know, tell her so you know, the deal with so and so, and with us, we you know we deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, we just make sure say I'm comfortable. Everything we have happen, happen, and in performance, it's all about four about is in performance. We take care of everything else. Crazy, because I know one one of the bigger shows you guys did um, lately was radio radios music radio city music. Oh, him Shabba Chakademus Barrington Levy, all of them. How was that show? There, that show now. No, that now that's the show. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And um, you know, somebody just they just called me and said we have a show in, in February. And then while dealing with the show in February, the pandemic, the pandemic make us make a return. So that mm-hmm. show was canceled. So now here it comes back in, in May. So no, 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 we have to make sure so we, we go a little bit hard now because no new artist is being added. Mm-hmm. Right, we have we have other artists, you know. Not, I wouldn't say competitive artists, but you know, artists don't like another artist outshine them. So we have to make sure so our show is one hundred, and that's that, that's exactly what we did. We put on a show. Yeah, we come together. We put you know put, put ideas together, mm-hmm. you know, collective ideas, and we 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 put on a show up until this day. People still people who miss the show still saying oh. Oh, mad them is that they missed the show. 
I've seen him run out in the crowd doing king a ling a ling and mashing up the crowd box. <laughs> that for the story, all the energy was just bananas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Big, big, big there. There was another pivotal moment in your career here where you won the Grammy for working with um Burning Spear and Jairus Real in 2008. How did that come about? How did it actually feel now to get that Grammy? for doing something you've been doing for the last how many years now? Well, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Um, the album the album won, won the Grammy. Mm-hmm. The album won the Grammy, but um, it is up to, the, it is up to the, the, the actual artists and artist management to actually purchase you your own statue. Okay. You know, because the Grammy present one to Burning Spear. So though it's the artist and artist management determined that, okay, well, you know, we're going to buy more statues for these people who did the, who did the work. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you get the recognition certificate from the, um, the, 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 the Grammy Association. Mm-hmm. So that is what I have nice in my studio. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it was good because, you know, Burning Spear, Burning Spear actually... I don't even know how Mr. Rodney get my number, but I just was at the phone ring one day and he introduced himself as Mr. Rodney. I never even know his name was Mr. Rodney. He <laughs> 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 introduced himself as Mr. Rodney. And, um, yeah, in, you know, I tell me, you know, link up with him and, you know, we did, we did a couple of shows in Africa. His first show in, in Kenya, you know, me and Mr. Rodney, you know, me and Mr. Spear, go Kenya, go, go lockdown. The lockdown um, Kenya and come back, and then we did that. We, we started working on the album. Yeah, and uh, you know that album. With that album, now we meet some 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 different people like um, Bernie Warrell, a great keyboardist, one of the greatest keyboard players to do it. Um, greatest bass player to ever touch the the, the face of this earth, Bootsy Collins. You know, so a whole bunch of heavy hitters was on this album. So. For the works we put in on that album, it was um, awarded a Grammy for it. That's crazy. Hi, this is uh, Mr. Rodney here. Can I speak? Sneaky, please. Well, that's exactly what he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Big up respect to Mr. Spear. I want to say, man, come out to retirement. You know, so, you know, say, maybe I'll call him and make him know right now. As long as Mr. Gardner up on the road and Mr. Spear, ready for work again, you know. <laughs> that is so massive. A lot of people hear about people like Burning Spear, but to work with somebody like a Burning Spear, that's next level altogether when it comes to reggae royalty. Yeah, man, it was it was it was good. It was good. It was it it's um like I said, it's the whole professional side side up the engineer that I learned along the way. Help me to work with, with Bernie Spear because Bernie Spear is is different, mm-hmm. and and um he when I finished the work he, he compliment me so it, I you know I appreciate it because he said you never you you're where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there, mm-hmm. and then said that mean a lot to me doing this album, you know. Mm-hmm. Bernie Spear, yeah, but I wasn't I, I I wasn't a celebrity. I was just the engineer. So my job is to sit around the board. And 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 and, and uh, when he's ready, I am supposed to be ready when he when he's ready, and when the band is ready, I'm supposed to be ready, and, and that is all I did, you know. 
And they, they love how it sounds. So, boy, this thing sounds like it makes already, you know. <laughs> when you have a gift, you have a gift. And when God loves you, he loves you. And clearly you have a gift and God loves you, boss. You oh, yes. I thank him. I thank him. I thank him. I, sometimes I don't even think I thank him enough, but I do thank him. Yeah. And the amazing fact that you didn't go to school for none of this, this is something natural you learn. I'm pretty sure you read and you, 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 you ask questions along the way and you retain all this knowledge and you've done this. That's nothing short of amazing boss. I've been on, I've been on tour where they, 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 they bring me a console that I've never seen before. And I just, one, one thing I would never do though, mm-hmm. one thing I would never do. And I, and I tell young engineers coming up. Mm-hmm. Never tell somebody you don't know how this thing work. Because mm. cause right there, that, that, that tell the person that maybe you don't know what you're doing. So I always advise youngsters coming up, never say that lie. Yeah. I get a console that I've never worked on before or never seen before. Sometimes I, I take a book. Mm-hmm. My little trick is to them. I would take a book and I would put the book on the console mm-hmm. as if I am reading the book. I am not reading the book. I am looking at that console where everything is located on the console. Mm-hmm. So when we start work, I don't ask no question. I know where it is. I know where the compressors are. I know where the sends are. I know where my faders are. I know how to patch. I know where my bus channels are. That is just from looking at that book like I'm reading it. And that is what we tell people. We tell, we tell, we tell my pastor down to even my son. I said, never tell somebody say you don't know. What's going on? Mm-hmm. No, don't do that. Because people will draw an assumption. Yep. Figure it out. That's good. You almost have like a photographic memory or something. Like. Almost, you know, almost. Because if, um, if, if, if I'm looking at something and I can't figure it out, if you tell me, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Once you point me in the direction, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Boy, your thing there. One, I got two more questions before I even get you out of here. No, I know right now you're on a radio station, FetDaysIRadio.com. How did yes. that come around? Well, I, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I always love playing music. I love to entertain. Mm-hmm. That, that, is, that is like something that I, I love to do more than anything else. I love playing music. I love to play music. Mm-hmm. So, um, the kind of music I like to play, I like to play 80s, 90s. 80s, 80s 90s music is, is the era of music that I really love. Into the 2000s. I, re, I like that era. Mm-hmm. So, um, coming up to, coming up, coming up, you know, getting introduced to this station, this station truly fit me because they play 70s, 80s, 90s, and some. And some stop at the 2000s. So, you know, um, the, the, the style of music that they want, the kind of music, the, kind, the, the, the way they want the music to be presented is my style. That is my style, like a fit, like a teen jam kind of vibe. So, 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 you know, I got, I got um, introduced to by a good friend of mine, Paul. Uh, you know, introduced me to Squeeze and, you know, we just kick off our friendship from there, you know, and, I'm, you know, I can now, you know, display my talent, you know, in, in full. You know, from both both um, you know, both by um, both by the radio or by the video, mm-hmm. folks can actually see me in action. It's you. You've done so much. What's what's left for you to do in this business right now? 
Oh man. I don't I don't know. I think I've I, I can't say I've done it all. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I've done it all, but um you know, it's just it's just so much that I've done. And and a lot of folks don't even know that I'm a part of 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 these things. I just want my my recognition. Because I my I strongly believe that credit is better than a paycheck. That that that, that is something that I um I believe in that. Acknowledgement is is always better than a paycheck. A paycheck will finish, mm-hmm. but acknowledgement will live on. As long as somebody can read the credit, your your name will forever live on. Nobody yeah, remember that they pay you five hundred dollars to mix a song. But that's what I was gonna say. A pay a paycheck. <laughs> that's a one time cash out. But with credit, that's almost like infinity. You could continue yes. to cash out of that infinity amount. Yeah, I want it. I want it to be known that before, before there was X Y Z playing and world clash as an individual. It was started in ninety one. Right, it was started in in ninety one when this little one dude leaves Skateland and go play one away. Mm-hmm. You know, people was people should know that and remember that. You know, and, and credit stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Wow, crazy! There was one part of the story where we said we we're gonna circle back, but we passed that a long time. But I still I want to close up that part here. When you said that you, how you felt about Jermaine, but then you went back to Jamaica and you linked back w- with him. How did that happen and what happened with that situation there? Yeah, but just go back to Jamaica and, and just go back to Pentos. Just go, just go check him. Mm-hmm. Just go check him. <laughs> you know, by, you know by, then, by then I'm a grown man. Mm-hmm. You know, we call him, we call him out and we talk to him. You know, he he had, he had set up an interview um, once. He set up an interview where um, I can't remember the name of the person that actually interviewed me about my career, my time at Penthouse. Mm-hmm. But you know, just put bygones, you know, because it done gone by there, it can't change. Mm-hmm. It can't change, you know. I just wish they had dealt with it professionally, you know, deal with it, you know, like you know, defend your worker. Mm-hmm. But that's good still. If he did. You probably wouldn't have end up at CBS. You would have probably still have been at Penthouse right now. That is true, you know. That's true. Sometimes, sometimes, something have to happen bad for something good to really come out of it. For many good things to come out of it. You understand? Oh See? man, there's so much. There's so much to talk about, and time is just running because <laughs> we're not even finished talking about Blackstone. We're not even finished talking about Skateland. We're not even finished talking about Jamies. Only, <laughs> I think I this love a book I, Evelyn. That's what I'm saying. You see, this conversation here, this is a good reference for what you've done. There's going to be more conversations we're going to have to have in the future moving forward to yes. feel in more of the reference. But this is a good reference point for somebody that's being introduced to Snakey as we heard the name. Now, this is a story. This is an amazing reference point right here. Definitely, yeah. Definitely got a big up Freddy for making this happen. You know, I'm big, big, big up Freddy. <laughs> <for making this laughs> happen. 
You yeah, well, big up Freddy, original East, big up all East, you know, all over East Regional. We all started out as one little circle. We in Wanda, Frankie Sly, you know, Weber from the East also, you know. Mm -hmm. Enough of the man them. Right now, the floor is yours 100%. Before I get you out here, anything you want to say, anybody you want to big up, leave some contact information where they want to check you out on social media, anything. The floor is yours 100% right now. You know, you know, definitely for you, this opportunity and say, you know, thanks to, to um, my wife, you know, Paula, you know, for, for, you know, 30 plus years. She's been there. <laughs> she know the struggle. She know the fight. She know the ups. She know the down. You know, so that's why I give her a big shout out and tell her thank you. Because I don't know how she do it. <laughs> you know, I'll bring up the family, you know. I'll bring up my family and, you know, we have some good support friends along the way. You know, some, it's, it's, it's too much to mention. You know, that's why I'm big up, you know, big up. I don't know, you know, it doesn't even make sense to start calling them because if we start calling them tomorrow evening, we're still talking them. Mm-hmm. So we just, we just want to make sure, so, you know, take care of the household, take care of my family, you know. And then you can, you know, you always can reach me on Facebook. Meet up on Facebook, morning, noon, and night. Just look for um, Donovan DJ Snakey Simmons. That's me, Donovan DJ Snakey Simmons. Or if you are, if you are, if you are an IG person, it's um, Snakey the Legend. For IG. All the improvers here. Snakey, the legend. Thank you so much for sitting down and actually allowing us to see things how you've seen it. Epic conversation, epic journey. And the fact that you've been able to touch so many different parts of the industry and just continue to move forward. And you're still so youthful and you can still see that you have so much further to keep going. It's an amazing boss. Thank you oh, for yeah. sitting down and doing this. You know what I mean? Today, we gave you your flowers. You understand? <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, man. No, Snakey, thank you so much for sitting down. As I said, we still have part two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten to do. Oh, yeah. Anytime. So this Anytime. right here is a good time. Snakey, let me give you an outro and get you out here because this conversation, epic conversation. You understand? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com. <laughs>